powered by the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Red Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lonesaw Studios of Azel, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 119. Tonight, we welcome Arthur Kemper of Perdomo Cigars as our special guest. And as always, Primetime Special Edition is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected in a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filled tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Immense of 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorso Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorso Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorso Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorso leaf. And by Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba is a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Most of the one most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to scar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Hudes and Huso have brought their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Corojo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade, Habano Cameroon wrapper representing the Golden Age Scars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at Yolk Retail, be sure to ask for JRE Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Cigars is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition 119. Uh, this is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. It's Will Cooper here. I am in the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the red stage here, and I'm joined cross country by my friend and colleague in the Lone Star Studios by Alec Bradley, Mr. Bear Duplissy in Azel, Texas, of course. Fair, what's going on? Oh, Coop, it's been a fantastic week so far. I know it's only Tuesday. But I always look forward to this uh, weeks like this because we get to sit down and, and uh, have great conversations either with each other or in the case of tonight, 
uh, an individual I know that we're really excited to, to f- have on the show for the first time. So it's uh, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be an awesome evening. We're going to be smoking some great cigars and talking about great cigars and talking to a fine gentleman. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, you know, actually, we'll, we'll give our introduction in a second. But I spent some time with this gentleman about it uh, last year, right? I think right before the trade show, I went into the uh, offices of Perdomo, and I, I just had a. It was a wonderful. Uh, conversation we had we were just talking about everything in, in the industry and uh i know you and i have had this person uh on the radar to get on the list and i think the uh, stars align tonight perfectly yeah. to do this so um i'm excited i think bear hey let's bring him on right now um, absolutely yeah go celtics though just have to get that out of the way well if i just want to mention something you doubted me on the i did i did yeah i told you i told you i'm eating crow tonight i was yeah. absolutely gonna do it yeah no so that's good and we will definitely, uh, well, I'm not going to talk. NBA is not going well for me right now. So. Hey, but let's introduce our guest here. Uh, he is the vice president of Perdomo Cigars. He is Mr. Arthur Kemper. Arthur, welcome to Primetime. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? How are you doing, Arthur? Fantastic. Doing Fantastic. Great. great. Will and Bear, great to see you guys again. Really appreciate the invitation to the show. Absolutely. We, uh, like I said, the stars aligned. Uh, this is something Bear and I have discussed. Um, and I'm glad we were able to really work this out. We appreciate your flexibility. I know you're in the office late tonight and, uh, you know, so it's not taken for granted here by any means at all. No problem. Yeah. Some, sometimes I get the best work done after hours. Nobody's here. I can get a lot of stuff done. So <laughs> understood. Understood. I know, I know the feeling as well. Um, so, um, I actually mentioned, I think, Arthur, before the show, uh, I'm about to light up uh, the Perdomo Menso 70, uh, the Epicure 6x70 size in the Maduro blend. Uh, it's a, I, I, well, Bear knows I love a big ring gauge, especially when it's a very good one, and this is a very good one. So uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to actually start toasting up right now because I got a lot of work to do on this. But, but as far yeah. as what Bear is going to smoke, uh, we have a little tradition here. Um, in that Arthur, uh, we usually have the guest pick what Bear is going to smoke. Um, and so he lines up a couple of like candidates and then, uh, we make it this, you, you get to decide and he, it's, it's a binding decision. So, yes. Okay. Yes. Right, Bear, what do so, you got? So I think you'll, I think you will agree that all three of these selections are, in, are fantastic selections. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be really hard on you, but I, I think, I think you're up for the challenge. So, uh, tonight for my first cigar, it would honor me if you would choose my cigar for me. So uh, in honor of our good friend Coop here, uh, I know this is going to make him pretty proud. I have the uh, Perdomo Inmenso 70, the five by 70, the Rosado. Here we go. Sun grown. Good job there. I have, uh, we're going to get to this on why this has become one of my personal favorites, Uh, but the Perdomo double age, 12 year vintage Epicure, Connecticut. Oh yeah. Beautiful. And um, a, uh, a cigar I have actually not had in this Vitola, believe it or not. Um, but I'm super excited about it tonight. Uh, if it's which you pick, no pressure, though. If this is a binding decision. So I have the Perdomo Estate Selection ESV in the Sun Grown in the Epicure. Very nice. All I right. had it before, just never in this size, oddly enough. So it's an easy pick. I do the 12-year. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. And that was this, a, uh, go ahead. Coop, I sorry. hope you don't mind. I I, I lit a uh, Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary Sun Grown Epicure while while we were waiting to uh, to go live. I couldn't I couldn't wait. 
no, no, no. It's all, it's <laughs> all good. No, no, of course we don't mind. Uh, and we, uh, we definitely, uh, you know, don't, we don't ever hold our guests back from, from smoking. Uh, Bear, that was the Connecticut you had, right? Of the, of the, right. That's the Connecticut you're lighting up, right? Yeah. The, the Connecticut. Yeah. Yes, sir. Have you, have you smoked that yet? The, the vintage 12 year. Absolutely. No, this has become one of my favorites. Um, no, it, it's actually funny. You're and your, your, your tone kind of got really excited too. When I, when I introduced it. So I'm assuming this is a favorite, a personal favorite of yours as well. Yeah, That's a labor of love. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it. That's a, that's a very special uh, line of cigars. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll save my comment for when we, uh, when we talk about, it. we can share some okay. of uh, share some of our love for it though, but thank you very much for picking my cigar out tonight. This is a, uh, I'm honored. Enjoy. There you go. There you go. You know, uh, and we're definitely going to get into a lot of these uh, cigars tonight. Um, but, you know, Arthur, um, for folks who may not know you, we want to get into a little of your background. Um, because, I, like I said, you uh, not only, like I said, you are all things Perdomo, um, you also like really, on, I, you know, from our conversation I was mentioning, I mean, I was just blown away from like, you know, how on top of the industry you are. And I know a lot of people who work in the industry full time, but I mean, I was like I said, when we were talking in the office last year, it was like, yeah, I just, you really had your, your finger on the pulse here. So I want folks to get a little background on, on who you are. Um, were you doing anything, Arthur, before you started in the cigar business? Yeah, I, I worked, um, so I worked in the hospitality industry. I worked in, you know, hotels. So, you know, I grew up, my dad, my dad was a project manager. He would build hotels and, uh, you know, not going too far back, but my dad built the first holiday inns in Mexico. So I was actually born in Mexico city, uh, which is important because I I'm fluent in Spanish. My parents made sure we spoke Spanish. Um, and then, you know, once I like through college, I worked, I worked at a hotel after college, right after I got out, I was working in the hotel business. So I was going to work my way up through the hotel industry. So hospitality was my background. Um, you know, my, my degree is in business. And um, I picked up cigars in college. That's, that's, you know, that's really, I was a consumer. And, um, you know, I can remember my, my first premium uh, cigar experience. I was in a cigar store in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I, I picked up cigars a little bit in college, but I had moved to Atlanta and my brother-in-law likes cigars. And, um, one day I was, you know, I was, it was a weekend or I was off that day and I went by myself to a cigar store and I smoked three premium cigars back to back to back. And I, I sort of said, wow, this is, this is, you know, there's something here. And fast forward to moving to San Antonio, Texas. Um, again, I got a job at the, and at a, at a, at a hotel, like a Wyndham, an Omni property. And I was working the front desk, front office. But I would go to a cigar store every day in San Antonio, known as the Humidor. Back then, it was in North Star Mall. There weren't there weren't lounges, so this is around 1995, and and I was a customer. And um, one day, this tall tall drink of water walks in and says, "You know, this is maybe two three months of me being a customer at his store." He says, "Would you like, uh, hey, would you like to work here?" And I thought. Why would I want to work in retail? You know, I, I'm, I'm working in the corporate world. I'm going to move my way up and maybe follow my dad, maybe not on the construction side of things, but, you know, on the hospitality side. 
Um, so I, you know, I sort of passed on the offer and, um, you know, not even a month went by, he came in, he said, Hey, would you like to go to lunch? And I, I'm thinking, why, you know, it turns out he was the owner of the store. His name's Keith Rumbo, but he goes, you know, you're one of my best customers. I'd like to take you to lunch. And, uh, to try to shorten the story, we went to lunch, we had a hamburger, we sat outside we smoked a cigar and he said, you know, you sell more cigars than my managers. He goes, one of my part-timers told me. And you, uh, you know, I would hang out. This is the days before you could smoke in a humidor. Nobody's worried about smoking in a humidor. I'd sit on a, on a, basically a wooden stool in the humidor and smoke a cigar. Guys would come in and the managers were out by the counter, either talking or smoking cigarettes. And I was in the humidor smoking cigars. And unbeknownst to me, I was selling a lot of cigars. This is right, right at the, the beginning of the boom in 1995. So that's, you know, I took him up on his offer. And I started working there. I, I sort of, you know, I gave it a trial week and I thought, this is incredible. Forget what it, you know, forget that it's called retail. I fell in love with everything of the industry. And obviously, you know, it all started with my, my love of, of the leaf and finding, you know, just all the, all the different cigars that were out there. So that's really where I got my start. I started, I started in a cigar store. I don't have my, my family doesn't have history. My dad didn't smoke cigars. Um, that's where I picked it up. That's, that's absolutely crazy. Small world. I know we were talking a little bit about Texas before the show, Arthur, but I remember, uh, I remember the, the star, uh, the North star mall cigar spot. And then they also, there was another, I don't know who actually owned it, but there was another location inside the Riverwalk Mall too. Yeah, that was that was a that was a different company, and they they did they did roll their own cigars. Their sort of mm -hmm. niche was they had a roller in there rolling cigars, so they would sell a lot of naked cigars. Yeah, it was like Pyramid or something. They had like a like a label with a pyramid on it or something. Yeah, I remember those. But I mean, that's um, I mean, I think that's it's it's funny because I mean that's kind of I mean that's that's how I got started in retail yeah. too, was I, I just kept going. <laughs> I just kept going back and uh, the owner, the owner decided to hire me uh, luckily enough. And uh, it, it's here I am today, which is, which is crazy. But uh, um, when you, when you first started in retail, like what was it about? I mean, did you find it a lot of similarities like the hospitality industry since you were going up in there? I mean, that kind of white glove sales approach or that white glove customer service. Yeah. That's a great way to put it bear. It's um it's all customer service, you know, how you treat people, you know, listen, especially hospitality, right. In, in, in the hotel industry, you have to be sharp. You know, I was working at, you know, uh, properties that had 300 plus rooms. So, you know, there was formal training. I mean, you were expected to say someone's name three times. It was very um, white glove, like you say. So when I started working at at the humidor at the time and and now uh keith rumbo and the rumbo family they they their stores are called club humidor because he branched out and opened up you know the first lounges in san antonio um but yeah customer service is everything it's where you know and we would wear sport coats i mean it was you know it was a very classy store even though it was a mall store and it was a small store um and imagine a mall we we could smoke in the cigar store you know which was great, but we didn't have chairs. So customer service, I mean, people had to fight mall parking to, to come into our store. So we had, we had a real loyal group of customers 
and you know it was it you know it just had it was unique you know it was something very unique especially imagine back in the day you could smoke in a mall i mean i don't think i don't know of any store you can smoke in a mall anymore we actually have one in charlotte do you but it's in the really? basement yeah it's in the basement of the of the of the uh south park mall uh it's actually craig cass's store um mm-hmm. and but like I said, he's in the he's got like a basement okay. piece, and he's the only store. The basement's kind of level with the parking lot is the best way to put it. So he's right. the only he's the only retailer like in that area. But yeah, he, but that is a, but you're right. You can't once you go upstairs, you can't smoke. Yeah, but I mean, one thing, and I you know I talked to my guys about it. You know, one of my pet peeves are you know having a clean store. I mean, even though we didn't have chairs, I mean we had a couple of you know those higher. Uh, standing ashtrays. I mean, you had the ashtrays were always clean. I mean, we had people hang out and they'd smoke a cigar with you. It was great conversation. I made, I made many great friends. I mean, I met, you know, my best man was one of my customers, you know, right. And, uh, you know, I met, I met a world of friends in this cigar store and that's, and that's where I met Nick Perdomo. You know, I carried, I carried Perdomo, Back when he, you know, in 19, what was it, 1997, La Tradición Perdomo Reserve, and I carried Perdomo Squared. And uh, that was was sort of the intro. And that's how I met Nick on a phone call. He called my store, you know. But I carried, you know, we, I carried everybody's products. I mean, I carried, it was the boom. It was, it was a, it was, you know, it was a great experience. But even when I was a customer, I mean, I would buy my two favorites and I'd buy, let's say I bought, you know, two to four cigars. I mean, I was just out of college, so I was careful with my budget, you know, and, um, but just, you know, studying the, the, the bands, you know, the, the different sizes of cigars. My first three cigars were all Bellicosos, you know, which sort of have the rounded tip. They're not, they're not a point like a torpedo. Right. I just thought it was unique, unique shape. And my first three premium cigars were Bellicoso. So I've always had like a, uh, a love for that size, even though you don't see a lot of them anymore. But, um, you know, that's the fun of cigars is there's just so much variety and so much to learn. No, it's, it's very true. And it's like, you know, you do, you, you connect with your tobacconist, I find, um, too. I, I think there's like a connection. You look at that where they become part of your extended family. I, I you know, I see it happen in the stores I go to. So, um, you know, it's definitely the case. Well, you're like the bartender also, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody takes the time to smoke a cigar again, th- th- this wasn't a lounge, but people would stand there and smoke a cigar, you know, just lounges didn't exist. And it, it wasn't until like, I want to say two years, uh, after about two years after I started, Keith decided to open up the first club humidor. And uh, that's really when he initially hired me, he said, look, I'm going to open up two new stores, one, one in a year and one in a, a second year, and they're going to have lounges. And I want to train you to be one of my managers. And that's, you know, I, I worked with him for five years. So I started in that mall store. Then we opened up, I want to say it was the Hebner store first. Um, which is north northwest in San Antonio, or no? He opened up the quarry. That's where that was his first store, and then I went to the Hebner store. I was just saying, I've been to the quarry location. Yeah, 
So that's the first, that was the first one I didn't realize. You know, it, you talk about the relationships of like that you built in retail and everything, Arthur, like when talk a little bit about, like you said, this was the boom and you carried everybody. Yeah. I mean, so like everybody was tra probably traipsing through your store, giving you calls and everything. I mean, was it, you know, obviously the, the company you now work for being one of the exceptions I mean, we all hear the horror stories about some of the bad ones. Was it really difficult to, to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff or a little bit, or were, you know, was that pretty easy to pick up on it with your experience and with Keith's experience? Well, I mean, imagine my humidor, I mean, was probably 400 square feet of that. It was a tiny, it was a tiny humidor. Um, I mean, and I don't mind mentioning, I mean, we carried, we were Davidoff, white label, like, you know, we were big with Fuente, Padron, um, you know, these were the staple names, but there were a lot of, there were, listen, during the boom, there were a lot of cigars that you can't even remember their names, you know, because during the boom, everybody was putting a band on a cigar to sell a cigar. So mm -hmm. like, you know, one of the things jumping to now we're having, you know, we've had another boom through, through COVID right? People staying at home, people smoking more cigars, but the cigars are so much better now and consumers are more educated. You know, you have, I mean, what you're doing, you know, the internet, you know, YouTube, we use YouTube to educate our, our, our consumers. Um, so the, the quality of the product is so much better and consumers are more educated today than, than back then. No, that's a, that's absolutely yeah, no argument there. Yeah. I mean, well, just the amount of information too, from like when Coop and I first, so the funny story here is now Coop has smoked more cigars than me in his lifetime. And you would think, okay, that's obvious, right? He's older than me. Well, I've actually been smoking cigars longer than he has. So it's that's even more impressive on his yeah. part. Yeah. But, but even like Coop, I mean, even when we first started smoking cigars, like the information that's available now, is just so much more over like it's just so much there's just so much more of it i mean and i mean that plays right into what you all do at perdomo right i mean that's i mean the education um the really the, the knowledge that you all share uh from you know from seed to shelf is you know plays right it plays right into that um was that can you know going back was that always part of your background and passion when you were in when you were in retail and then as you moved over to perdomo or was that something that kind of gradually kind of built up along the way? As far as knowing, you know, studying the products. Yeah. The, just that, that, the, yeah, that level of knowledge, like wrapper binder filler. And, yeah. No, you know, I was, I'm, listen, I'm a cigar geek. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, and I know some, some folks that are watching, I mean, I'm, I li I live on Excel, so I live on data, you know, and it's not just sales numbers. It's, you know, one of the biggest impressions I have to say, listen, the reason I'm, there's no mistake why I'm with Perdomo. And I remember, you know, sort of, there wasn't the level of um, representation that there is today, right? So uh, salesmanship today, because the consumer's more educated, the retailer's more educated, you know, the salesman, you know, it's not, you're not just selling, you have to educate. And that's something that we pride ourselves on at Perdomo. I mean, our salesmen, they've all been to the factory um, outside of a couple new salesmen who are going down uh, here shortly. It's just been tough with COVID, but 
you know, we do multiple sales meetings in Nicaragua. We do them here in Miami. But the point is our sales team, I mean, we work as a team, but we have to educate our retailers on our products, right? It's not just about a tagline or a price point. So yeah, going back to, you know, I write a lot of the copy. Well, where did, where did I create a lot of the copy? It was being next to Nick growing, you know, he basically said, Hey, stick by my side. I'm going to teach you everything. So when we talk about, you know, it's not just, Oh, it's tobacco from Nicaragua or it's this, this, these regions, et cetera. It's more detailed. You know, that's, you know, Coop, when you read, when you read the intro, you know, I write that copy because those details matter um, in how a cigar is blended. It's not just the cigar from Nicaragua, you know, the seco, viso, ligero, the binders, the fillers, the details matter. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a premium, you know, specialty product. We're a specialty manufacturer. We're completely vertical. And I think our customers deserve to know every detail. Arthur, it's a, you know, I went down on, on the factory tour. And I remember you and Nick, when we were first starting to kind of work together, you said, hey, you got to go on this factory tour. And, and you, you both really stressed the fact that this was not a tourist tour per se, but it was an education tour. And, and I got to say, no doubt that was like just education. It was like uh, from from start to I mean, they, Nick handed us a notebook and everything and, and yeah. you, you needed it. And yeah. and, and, I, and I actually like I know it was, I was at Eric from Dojo. We appreciated that. We're like, this is awesome. Like this is exactly like, you know, if you're into this and you love this stuff, this is what you want to learn about. I mean, and it was a learning experience. It was, it was three days of learning. I can tell you that. It was, it was, it was great. He was messaging me every day, Arthur, like bear, you got it. You got to come here. This is totally your wheelhouse. This is, Oh, I I was on the last tour before COVID. I was on the last tour, I think before the COVID hit. So yeah. I mean, it's a bucket, it's a bucket list uh, tour in, in life. I mean, it, it really is. I've had, you know, on rare occasion, you know, a spouse might come who doesn't even smoke cigars, but they, you know, so you imagine for them, it it's, uh, it blows their mind. But for a cigar enthusiast, and Coop, you said it, it's educational. I mean, we have a great time at night. Sure. You know, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We cut up. We have a good time. But I always warn people, you're coming on a factory tour, you know, breakfast, you know, we will have coffee as early as four in the morning, five in the morning for you. But that bus is going to pick everybody everybody up at 745 wheels are going to roll at eight and we're going to start with the seed in the greenhouse which is two and a half hours you know you're comfortable you're relaxed but we go over every detail i mean there's you know there's 3054 steps to making a perdomo i'm sure we've added a few since then and we show you every one of them and we're and we're proud of it but it's education because look one thing i one thing especially being responsible for 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 marketing and merchandising but talking about marketing, it's romantic enough. Everything is romantic. There's nothing to make up. It's so beautiful. The process is beautiful from beginning to end. And everybody, you know, this is a handmade product. It, it's, there's no rushing it. I mean, you can rush it, but you'll, 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 you'll have issues. You'll have quality problems. And that's, you know, we pride ourselves. We don't rush anything. We take our time. We do it right. You know, it's, it's quality consistency and it's, and it's our name, you know? Sure. No, and I'll say it's also, like I said, as much as education it was on that factor, it's a lot of fun too. So you, yeah. you, you people will love it. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be, you know, dreading it. I'll tell you that. So, and uh, 
And you guys, I think the other day I'll just say, I didn't mean to digress to it, but what I love about that tour, and I've said it, is it starts at seed and it ends at store. I mean, that's how, and it, it, when you flow through it like that, it's the best way to learn. I'll just tell you that. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and it's, you know, I, I say seed to the customer's hand, you know, because sure. we, you know, we travel, we, we go on the road, we do events, but more importantly, visit stores. You know, we have a lot of friends all yeah. over the country and, and, you know, even in the world. I mean, we've made very close friends. So it's, it's, yeah. listen, this is our livelihood. And, and I definitely, I know none of us do. I certainly don't take it for granted. No, I'll agree with you on that for sure. In fact, that's Bear and I say that every week, I think, you know, you don't take what we do for granted too. Yeah. Uh, certainly, yeah. you know, when folks like you are doing this on personal time, we, we, we appreciate it and it's not taken for granted. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it too. I mean, listen, you know me, Coop, yeah. since we sat down a little more time in Miami than, and, and talking to Bear, but you know, I'm stealth. I'm sort of behind the scenes and I'm comfortable with that. But when I, you know, Nick and I do the factory tours and I'll tell you something funny, many years ago, I sat down with Nick, you know, I started with Nick in sales, but I sat down with Nick and I said, Hey, you know what? This is my company. That's how I look at it. You know, the, the name of the company is Perdomo, but I, I've always treated it like it's my own. And I think that's, that's something. And he's always, you know, he's, family gets used a lot but it truly they're my family i mean i've been i've been with perdomo this is my 22nd year so it's a blessing it, yeah you know you mentioned something right there arthur with like and you you said it a few moments ago when you were talking about your experience working for keith and humidor you 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 said that too you said your store and you you take you know you obviously have taken ownership every step of the way so that it, it's and i think you know i think every i think every business owner um appreciates that of their of their of their best people you know that they they take ownership and it. it's not just oh i you know i, I work for or i work with yeah. it's it, it it's it's truly yours and 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 that's I, I really i noted that and then when you said that again it just kind of echoed what you were saying mm -hmm. earlier so talk a little bit about the transition from working uh, uh working with keith and and uh so you talked to us and you shared how he recruited you so how how are how are you recruited to, to work for perdoma how did that how did that all fell so that's an interesting story so if you know the trade show came to san antonio it was actually keith's dad uh colonel rumbo he was on the board of the rtda which is now the pca so keith's dad was able to get the trade show to san antonio i never got to go to trade shows you know, those first, let's say four years, because the Rumbo family, they would go to the trade show, I would stay back and, and, you know, monitor the stores, make sure everything was running smoothly. So my first trade show was in San Antonio, because it was at home. And so I went around, I placed orders with all the companies that I dealt with. Um, but I had met Nick on a phone call and my, you know, later to find out, you know, my name, I would place the orders for the store. I didn't own the store, but I placed my own orders. So, you know, Nick called my store and when he was talking to me, I said, I, you know, I said, this is Nick Perdomo. And he goes, yeah, this is Nick Perdomo. And so I, I briefly had a conversation with him and it was great. And I said, look forward to seeing you at the trade show. So, you know, the booth I ended up, if you if you go to the trade show, anybody who's been to this trade show, Perdomo has this, you know, it's a big 3,000 square foot black carpet, beautiful, stunning booth. 
And, um, you know, it's funny, he came out with a state selection at that time, um, the first year. So I sat down with Nick, I ordered a state selection, I think 100 accounts. Uh, they were opening 100 accounts and I placed my order for a state. And uh, what I did was I, I'd go do business with everybody else, but I always came back and I said, hey, do you mind if I sit down, you know, one of these tables? I said, do you mind if I sit and smoke a cigar? And I would sit and I watched the dynamic. And listen, I was, I wanted to move into this industry and I didn't know how or where. And I met a lot of people, shook a lot of hands. You know, there's a lot of um, um, interaction with everybody, you know, even after hours. But I sat in that Perdomo booth and it's the truth. I just watched how they did business. And I, you know, out of everybody, I said, this is, this is, this is, you get a feeling. You know what I mean? You feel comfortable. And uh, so the funny part about this is Perdomo, we've always, we've always even, you know, well, today we have a larger booth, but back in the day, we would always build the booth. And then on the last day of the trade show, which is a half day, tear it down. Nick, you know, everybody changes into shorts, tears down the booth. It takes six, seven hours. You put the booth away. Little did I know I was leaving that last day of that trade show. And I said, Hey, you know, if you ever get a chance, I'd love for you to come see my store. And you got to imagine it's the last day of a three and a half day trade show. <laughs> he's the owner. He's the owner. And, uh, but this is, this is something special about Nick and, and it's not just about me. Didn't matter. I didn't own the store. Didn't matter. I was a little, you know, it was, it was a tiny little shotgun store in a mall. And he said, how far is the store? And I, you know, I lied. I said, it's ah, it's 15 minutes. You know, it's like 45 minutes, but I had to lie. So he goes, really? And so he called somebody over and then he called his wife, Janine, and he says, listen, we're going to this kid's store, which, you know, it's one of those aha moments. And instead of changing into shorts, et cetera, et cetera, tear down the booth, he says, you know, where's your car? So anyway, we got in my car, drove 45 minutes. We go see my, uh, go see my, my store. And uh, anyway, on the drive, you know, it was, it was a short visit. I mean, there's no chairs. It's not like we're going to sit and lounge. And, and uh, so on the drive back, I'm taking him back to downtown San Antonio, back to his hotel. And he says, Hey, would you ever consider relocating? And, you know, it's sort of the magic words. And I said, absolutely. I'll never forget. He gave, him, gave me his business card. He said, Hey, give me a call on Tuesday. Don't call me on Monday. I'm not taking calls. Call me on Tuesday. So I gave him a call on Tuesday. And uh, so imagine the trade show was, probably in uh, July or August. I flew down to interview in Miami, November. And then I started a month later, I started in December. That's how I, that's how I, I started with Perdomo and I started hitting the phones. I started in sales. Sorry for the long winded answer. No, that's, that's, no, that's a great, it's a great that's answer. A great yeah. story. Great story. That, that's how it happened. I mean, my wife and I got married. Imagine I got married in October of 2000. I flew down November 4th of 2000 for my interview. Um, and he said, you know, we'll, we'll find a place for you. You know, this is, you know, he was, he was on Flagler uh, at the time. And, um, you know, the, he was, he, he had his factory in Nicaragua at the time and he gave me a shot, he gave me an opportunity. So, and of course, I started in sales. And what did I do? I started calling retailers, said, hey, I was a former retailer. I'm looking at, you know, I figured out, learned the computer system. I'd make phone calls and call people on back orders or new product. And 
and uh, it was a, it was a new it was a new experience. That's awesome story. So how how, how Coop? I have to ask this. So how okay. long into the fifteen minute drive did Nick <laughs> say this is the longest fifteen minutes of my life? <laughs> About fifteen minutes. You know, he's very punctual. <laughs> I can see that. That's why. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> Probably about 14 minutes without even looking at his watch. He says, hey, you said, how far is the store? And I, oh, no, we're stuck in traffic or something. You know? <laughs> going up, I'm going up 281 in San Antonio, so I'm not going to get a speeding ticket. But, but it, was, uh, yeah, it was a good drive. And, I mean, he was, he was interacting. He was talking about the trade show, you know, with Janine. And, you know, because he's, I mean, how much conversation, a 45-minute drive with, with, you know, this kid, taking you to a cigar store but you know it was it was uh it was meant to be it was really a blessing yeah it's a great story you see Artie, you, you were in sales and now obviously your role is much bigger today uh you're vice president of the company um how did your role evolve i mean how did it, and and maybe for folks that don't exactly what your role is today maybe that's a good segue to that Okay. Well, I'll just follow those. So I, I, I started in sales and then I'm fluent in Spanish. Um, you know, my, again, my dad was building hotels in Mexico. So I was born in Mexico city. And, uh, even though my folks are from Chicago, but when we lived in Mexico, they made sure we all learned the language. So, uh, immediately Nick took me to Nicaragua for training, right? Everybody that we hire goes to Nicaragua for training regardless, but the fact that I spoke Spanish, what happened was working on, working on sales and, you know, you, you, you have to know your inventory. So I immediately, you know, the short story, I got tied into going to Nicaragua and I started running production schedules. So I had, I went to Nicaragua, not just to see the operation, but um, speaking Spanish, I basically learned every department. And then he had me you know, start, it took a little bit of time, but start coordinating uh, production, the box factory and packaging. And uh, so I ran production schedules for roughly 11 years. And so I would, you know, and as, as you know, at the same time, we were building the company. So, you know, when I first started, we had independent sales an independent sales force, right? Because we, we couldn't afford our own sales team, but slowly but surely we started hiring our own sales reps across the country. And so Nick and I would travel with them and train them. And uh, we both travel a lot. We still travel a lot. But um, in the very beginning, I traveled a lot outside of it across the U.S. with salesmen. I would travel to Nicaragua and run production schedules. And that's where I learned, you know, I know you mentioned earlier, I, I learned, you know, when you work in a box factory, you learn what it takes. You know, if you're designing packaging, you have to, you have to know what's possible, what's not possible. You know, you can... And I've learned, learned a tremendous amount there, but, you know, timing is everything you, you can't, and everybody knows this, you can't rush this. So you really have to coordinate everything. And that's, that was a passion of mine. Again, 11, 12 years, you know, every month, a week out of every month, I'm in Nicaragua. So it was like a second home. Um, and one of the things you mentioned ownership, you know, this, this is a team of people. I mean, and I want to mention a lot of them, Sarah Gonzalez, who, who, uh, runs our production facility. She's been with Nick since the beginning. I mean, she took ownership of all the production. You know, she's a grade seven master roller from Cuba. And she taught everybody how to make cigars her way. You know, you know, Aristides Garcia, today, today's his birthday. 
and uh, it's it's a secret how old he is, but I mean he's he's probably 93, 94. Today we're celebrating his birthday, so I want to say happy what a great guy. I got to meet both of them. They're both great people you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but they took ownership. You know, Miguel and Silvio, you know, Miguel Rivera, he was in he was he was running packaging when I when I first started, you know, working on production schedules. Now he's the factory manager. His assistant Silvio, you know, Silvio Loesiga, he's he's now second in command. So, you know, everybody, you know, that's something that's a gift Nick has. I mean, he 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 really builds a team from within and then it, you know, it ties into our sales force, you know, now we're, we, we have our own sales team, but that, that was sort of in my trend. So when I was, when I was working on production schedules and sales, the evolution was then my, my position was, I became the director of sales four or five years into the company. I can't remember. It might've been six. Um, you lose track of the years. And then, um, you know, one day, Nick, I'll never forget, you know, I'm working on production schedules, which, you know, you're, you're working on three containers out. Now I'm, I'm blessed. Nelson Cuba, uh, who's been with us eight, nine years, he took over production schedules. He's in Nicaragua right now with Nicholas and Nicholas's wife, Lauren, but Nelson took over production schedules. But the funny thing was I would, I would be in Miami. I'd be working on, you know, three containers out. And Nick would say, Hey, you got a minute? And I'd say, you know, I'd say, no, I, can we, he goes, what time? I said, can we talk at four, four 30? He said, you're the only person that will tell me, you know, no, you can't talk right now. Like I need to talk to you. He goes, I need you to do bigger and better. I need you to learn how to pass this off. And that's something that I've, you know, I've learned to work on. You have to, you have to delegate and you have to trust people. You know, he has a gift. He has a knack for that. And that's something that I've, I'm, I've learned and uh, I'm still learning, you know, because, yeah, I'm a control freak. You know, that's sort of the evolution into my current title as vice president. And the way I look at it, I'm responsible for 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 everything. I mean, I'm his right hand. And, um, you know, I tell him I tell him how I feel. It's. You know, it's it's that's the beauty of working with 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 Perdomo, it's, it really is, you know, everybody's passions allowed to shine, you know, all the people I mentioned and, and everybody from, from the team in Miami to, to our sales team. I mean, everybody's allowed to shine. It's very, I think that's one of the best, the best uh, attributes of Perdomo. And Arthur, what I got to just compliment you guys on is you guys have a longevity with your staff on both the production and then on yeah. the sales teams. I mean, you just don't see turnover. I mean, so you guys are clearly doing something right by by the people who work for you guys, because, like I said, I mean, it, there's there's turnover in the in other industries in the scarcity, but I mean, Perdomo has been as stable as I've seen it um, for over a decade. I've been following it. It's you know, my rep's still the same rep as I had ten years ago here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, listen, it starts from the top, but like I said, Nick yeah. trains somebody, he gives them the confidence, um, you know, he allows, he, listen, he's allowed me to fail. You know, I've had ideas and I've had, I've had things that have failed and that's okay. But he, you know, the funny thing is he'll say, you know, I'm going to allow, I'm going to let you, he'll say, I disagree and I'll, and I'll make a good argument about something. Let's say it's packaging. And he'll say, you know, 
I'm going to let you learn. It's going to cost me money, but when you learn, you're going to become better for it. And, and I have, you know, but he gives people the opportunity to be themselves, you know, and I talk it up. Absolutely. I love him to death. You know, he's, he's, he's not just the owner of the company. He's one of my closest friends in life and uh, a mentor. But that starts from the top down. I mean, our average employee, like every year I could say, okay, it used to be the average employee has been with us 18 years. Now it's 19 years. Now it's 20. But Coop, you're right. I mean, you know, you see cigar rollers who have been there um, forever. And even Aristides, I mean, imagine Aristides, he's been been with us for over, I want to say 25, 26 years. And he's still, you know, in in his nineties and he, and he, yeah, he has a team underneath him, but he's running our, our, you know, all the fermentation and aging of the tobacco. He makes sure everything's absolutely perfect. He was just so wonderful to be around. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were just, we, we loved being around him. And, and yeah, he's, he's for a guy, if I could do half of what this guy's doing in his 90s, you know. Oh, me too. Yeah, he really. Uh, but he's inspirational, you know. And is, then yeah. And, you know, one thing about Arisa is, and, you know, going back to helping people learn, teaching people, again, he's got a team underneath him, you know, and, and, you know, it takes time to learn all of this, right? It, it, it just, there's just so much information, so many details, you know, you can't just spit out timelines and say, okay, you know, this is the timeline. And once you hit this, no, it has, everything has to be inspected, checked you know, approved. The quality control is, I think, I mean, it's, we hold ourselves to the highest standard. I mean, we're, we are our toughest critics and it's true. That's what, that's what our customers deserve. That's what the end consumer, the retailer, everybody deserves the best. Yeah. I mean, and, not just and the it, tag, it's not just a tag. It shows, I mean, it shows in the products. I mean, it truly mm-hmm. is just shown in the products. Yeah. And the success that you, you, you folks have had, um, it's, you know, I, I know I'm picking up a Perdomo cigar. It's going to s- smoke this. I, the same, I'm not going to, I don't think I've ever had this conversation where I've said, you know, these Perdomos just aren't smoking like, like they were a couple of years ago. If I, right. we, I, and I don't hear people say that. It's not just us. No. I don't hear anyone say that. And that's a, that's a testament when you see, I said, you mentioned 354 steps in that factory. 3,000. Three, I'm sorry, 3,000, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and I got Arthur, I got to just say, for you to work production schedules for 11 years, I'm sure that grew, like that started yeah, growing. That's not an easy thing. <laughs> no, I mean, and, you know, I've, I've watched Nick and I've learned from him. We'll be in the factory. We could be, I mean, the, the thing is you're never sitting down, right? You're right. always walking the different facilities, you know, spent, I mean, from the farm, you know, you spend days on a farm and, it's just learning every detail, asking questions, um, you know, and they're pertinent questions to, and it all comes down to why are we doing it this way? Can we do it better? You know, what's, what's the, what's the end result? What are the results? How do we, how do we make it better? But it all comes, Coop, you mentioned it. It's all comes down to consistency. Yeah. You know, you want to have a consistent product day in and day out. Well, you have to pay attention to the details, every single detail, every single day. I mean, you can't just say, oh, that's on autopilot. There's no such thing as autopilot. Yeah. You know, that's very true. That, that's very true. Um, and then the other thing you all have to say, and I'm this, 
I've never gotten a, picked up a cigar from a retailer uh, or from you guys and said, this cigar's not ready yet. It needs to sit for three months. I, I never have that. I, I've never had that issue. I mean, it's just, I, and it's, I don't think I could say that with anyone else. Maybe a few, a handful of companies, but not, you know, I know I never had to say it with Padromo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we work for every day. That's yeah. our responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Well, I think the most, I think the most impressive thing about that comment though, Coop and, and Arthur, I think you can probably add some additional commentary here because you saw you've seen the company scale over 22 years now and the level of detail hasn't changed. If anything, it's, it's, it's become more intensive. And, you know, to Coop's point about the consistency, when you pick up a Perdomo, you, it's going to, it's going to taste and it's going to smoke like a Perdomo. It's the, uh, the, the, the construction is going to be perfect. The, the draw is going to be perfect. The taste is going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be excellent. And so I think that's the most impressive thing. Cause we talk about like, there's a handful of companies, right. And you're one of the very few. And I would, I mean, the ones that I'm thinking of the top of my head that are, that are in that same experience level that I've had, like, they're nowhere near the capacity you are. And when I say nowhere near, I mean, they are significantly smaller than what you're doing. Right. Talk about the challenge as you, as you were scaling this, as you, uh, you all were scaling this to be able to can still, still be able to churn out such a consistent product uh, and, and pay attention to those details at this particular scale. I think, I think it comes down to vision. And what I mean by that is Nick's always had a vision of, you know, believe it or not, like, you know, people might say, oh, I want to grow by 10%. No, we want to grow by 25, 30%. Now, whether it happens or not, it doesn't mean it happens right every year. I mean, that's a lofty goal. But when you put together those, regardless of scale, if you want to grow, that means you have to invest. And, uh, you know, his, I mean, investment in a box factory, things people don't think about, you know, in, in the very beginning, even before me, he was buying boxes and he figured out, you know what, sometimes the boxes didn't come in right. Cigars didn't fit right. Whether they didn't fit or there was too much room and the cigars would dance in the box. These are, these are on the manufacturing side, these are big details, mm-hmm. right? Because it comes down to quality. Well, he decided, you know what, I'm going to open up my own box factory. I'm going to hire my own craftsman. And, and he bought his first machines and he said, I'm going to do this. And did he need a full-blown box factory? No, he could have kept buying boxes, but he had a vision. You know, same thing mm-hmm. with growing tobacco. When he when he started, he wasn't he wasn't growing tobacco. I'm talking about in the very beginning, right? When he was making cigars um, in Miami, and then in Nicaragua. The reason we're in Nicaragua, and his dad said it best, and and from you know, his dad was his dad told him, you know, the reason we're here in Nicaragua are these grounds. You know, you look at these soils, these the soil here in Nicaragua and 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 the flavors, the the type of tobacco, the different regions, you know, but it was a vision to say, okay, we're gonna start growing tobacco. So well, when you grow tobacco, you're gonna grow, you know, you're gonna grow the whole key is to grow more tobacco than what you need. You need to grow it for years out. So that, invet, that vision and those investments have allowed the company to grow every year at scale, right? So we, you know, whatever our projected growth is, um, you know, our goals are our goals. I mean, we want to we keep growing, but not, not at the expense of quality. 
right? Not at, you know, I use the word, you know, there's, there's the term boutique, you know, and then you have, this is any industry, right? Boutique, small manufacturer, Perdomo used to be known as boutique because he was a small manufacturer. And then you got the large conglomerates, you know, they, they make a lot of products, again, whatever industry. And then you, you know, you sort of have your specialty. And I, I sort of put ourselves, you know, yeah, we're not a small company, but we're, we're a special specialized manufacturer. That's how I look at it. Um, because every detail matters. It's not about, Hey, let's produce more and more and more and more and more. No, the cigar, like Coop said, if that cigar is not, and Coop saw it and people have gone on our factory tour, if that cigar is not ready to be banded, cellophane and boxed, that cigar is not coming out of an aging room. You know, that cigar has to be absolutely, you know, perfectly the tobacco marries together. We know the humidity, we control it again from, from, from the seed to, to, to the consumer's hand. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's the best answer I could give you. His, it starts with a vision and it starts with investment. I mean, it's a, it's a big investment. I mean, and I know Nick's very proud. This company's, we're a debt-free company. He's very responsible with that. Um, and it's, it's family owned and run, regardless of how many cigars we make. Well, I think we've talked a lot about this tonight, but I think the, the you mentioned the word investment, and I think it's clear, and um, love to get your opinion on this as you as you've learned to delegate the lesson of delegation and everything. It's it his biggest investment. I think you'll agree has been people. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's an investment. You know, you take. I mean, I mean, we know this, especially today, what's going on in, in the world today, people come and go. I mean, it's hard to find people and it's, you know, it's, you're hundred percent right. And, and, you know, there, you, there was an old, it's funny you said that because there was an old ad, it was before me and it was an ad with Nick. And he said, my biggest asset are my people. And this product it's made, it's, it, you know, people use the term passion and, everybody has to be passionate about it. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter if there's, you know, we have inspectors inspecting cigars, right? We check a cigar 18 times before it goes in a box. Every one of the people inspecting at any one of those points, they have to have a passion for what they're doing because they're literally inspecting every single piece, you know, every single cigar, you know, even the, you know, cigars are our focus, but our packaging matters, you know, a, Every single box is hand sanded. It's hand polished. It's, you know, every little detail, every piece of packaging. I mean, even the way they're packaged, they're shipped to Miami. Everything is calculated, right? There's no guesswork. Mm -hmm. You can't, it, it's, and it matters. And I think our, and I know our consumer, our consumers comment on it. Yeah. It's, you know, the first and foremost is a cigar. It's a tobacco, but, but, you know, and Perdomo's always been known for, for great packaging. When I first carried it, you know, it stood out. I mean, the cigar stood out on its own. It was unique. When I first carried La Tradicion and Perdomo Squared, they were the most unique cigars. Uh, you know, they were the pretty much the fullest bodied cigars introduced back in 97. And that's why he made, you know, he became known because he didn't make cigars like everybody else. He, was, he wasn't trying to be mainstream. He did what he loved which was, you know, fuller-bodied Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos. 
Arthur, you mentioned the packaging, right? And it, like I said, it's always been great packaging oh, as long as I've known it. And then the last few years, I mean, the, the tweaks and the, the kind of the, the changes you've made, it's just, it's gone to the stratosphere. I, I don't know how else to say it. it just, it's just gone to the stratosphere. Um, talk a little about that, what you guys saw and, and you know, maybe why you guys made those tweaks. Because I said the packaging was great beforehand, but yeah. But was it just, hey, we, we even want to be better? I mean, that's, that's maybe how I interpret it as a customer. Yeah, I mean, look, we would, we, we'd have sales meetings and even, you know, I'll never forget we had a sales meeting, um, you know, and somebody would, one of our salesmen said, hey, you know, take a look, take a look at this. I think we could improve on this. And, you know, we listened to him. Mm-hmm. We basically had, we had a slide top box well, you take the slide top box, it's a cabinet box and the top would, would get lost. So when the box was on the shelf, it had no, it had no box lid. And so even though that brand, that was the first Perdomo Habano uh, box and that was my baby. And, you know, the one thing Nick's always given me, you know, some, a lot of Liberty to, to design packaging, we still sit down and we, we break it down. I mean, you have to break it down to the point where, it either, it either, it either passes everybody's opinion, right? It's not just mine. It's, it's a team effort. People, mm-hmm. you know, you got to pick it apart until it's perfect, but back to this box, imagine in a meeting, this Perdomo Habano became our second biggest brand. We're sitting in a meeting and one of our salesmen said, Hey, look at this box. And he didn't have the lid on And he said, what's the box missing? It's missing. It's missing, you know, the box lid, which has the Vista, the piece of paper in the box, which tells, you know, it's, it's important. It's very impactful. And so what did we do? We invested a tremendous amount of money and repackaged Perdomo Habano into Habano bourbon barrel aged. And, you know, instead of, I mean, that line, it took off even more. Um, so Coop, you said it, and, you know, it's always about, yeah, we've rebranded a lot of our lines and it's, you know, how do we make it better? How do we make it better? And then it's learning from our printer. We use a printer in Holland, uh, Vrydag. They're, the, they're really the best in the world. They do printing for um, champagne bottles, high-end packaging. They do a lot of the cigar industry. But learning all their uh, processes, like both Nick and I went there, uh, they're in Holland, but you you know, you know learned what their capabilities are and they, need, they teach you Hey, you know what? If we did this, it could be better. It could be better. And then, you know, it takes years to design it. So it's a, it's a lot of work, but again, it's, it's all about the little details. And even when I carried a state selection, like the first year I bought it, I, I wasn't working for Nick, right? That's when I met him at the trade show. There wasn't anything out there like a state selection. I mean, it was, it was stunning, you know? Well, even like, even some of like the, brands like lot 23 that's like an entirely different look yeah and but it's still beautiful in its own right you know um you know coop smoking the immenso yeah you know the 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 rebrand on the immenso i mean it's it i knew you guys were going to do something incredible with it and you got and it didn't it certainly just didn't, didn't disappoint it's it's gorgeous it really it pops. is it, yeah you look at well, it. Ima- imagine we went through five different versions just imagine i mean we're you're trying to work on something, you come up with an idea, you come up with a version. It's like, nope, 
no, you know, five different times. And the one that hits the one that lands is number six. And it's because we're our toughest critics, but you know, we're, we're cigar smokers. We want it, you know, it's got to tell the story. It's got to represent the company. And there, there was a standard, you know, again, long before me, but it's how do we, how do we make it better? And everybody's, you know, everybody's opinion matters and we're honest with each other, which is, you know, that you gotta be, you gotta be that way. Well, let, let, just to dive into this, I'm going to nerd out on packaging here for a second, like the Inmenso logo, right? So like Perdomo is very well known for its larger labels. Like, I think we can agree with that. It's a, they're, they're larger labels. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're colorful. They're detailed as we've talked about tonight, but even like the Inmenso, like it's, it's not any bigger than the ESV that I've got right here next to it. Let me, let me right. put this on the camera. Yeah. But it it appears bigger. It like feels, it feels bigger. It feels bigger. Yeah. It, and yeah. it's crazy. And, well, and I'll say, go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's very hard to band a big cigar. Right? Because you have you know, you just, you don't yeah. want to have you know, it's gotta be you know, it has to like you said, look bigger. And you guys nailed it with this to get a big you know, I just think you just can't take any band and just slap it on a seventy. Is, is no, it's a tough. That was a yeah. tough. One. That's why I yeah. tell you, we went to five versions. It didn't, yeah. you know. Was, and you know, it takes. You're gonna, it, you know, to get it on the first, hit it on the first, you know, bat, you know, up at bat. You're not, you're not always gonna hit, hit, hit a home run. So it takes, you know, you got to be your toughest critic, and right. you got to be able. And it's, it's tough. I mean. You come up with an idea, you put a lot of time and effort. I mean, a lot of time and energy. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a, a special artist um, who helped me with the, the Immenso. And um, he just, you know, I, I gave him a vision. And then it's always in the end, right? You do something and it's like, wow. And you got to step back and say, uh, you're not ready for it. Even, even designing it. And then when you take it to the printer and you say, hey, what do you think? And then they have, you know, if you look at all our bands, you look at the gold powder and the gold foil combination. You know, one thing you got to be careful is you don't want cigar. You don't want packaging to look cheap. Yeah. OK. And, and you can mm -hmm. put you can you can make it, you know, you put too much foil just to catch somebody's eyes. You can make it look cheap. So it's really a balance. Um, that's something important. I have two Okay, go ahead, Coop. I have yeah. two questions after your, your question, okay. though. So as far as the, you know, we talk about some of this packaging, I mean, you guys have a, a very sophisticated merchandising model in terms of how this product is displayed on the shelves. Could you talk a little about maybe how, how you have to kind of make the two work together? Well, I mean, we studied, we looked outside of this industry and, um, you know, if you, if you look at any Fortune 100 company, if you look at any, any of the major products, you know, products known all over the world, you know, pro it, it has to be easy to see. It has to be visible. Um, you know, you go in a cigar store, you see a sea of brown, right? Because all the, all the cigars, mm -hmm. the cigar boxes, everything's brown. Um, but again, it's not just throwing something shiny out there. It's the, it's the, it's the little details, little nuances. Um, Listen, and it, I always, I always revert to the blessing. There's a, there's, there's people that you work with, whether it's the artist who's helping you, 
you know, I'm not a graphic artist, but I might see something in my mind and I have to, he has to help, help me put that, you know, on paper and, and, and it's a team effort. No, I bet. Packaging's complicated. It's one of the most, believe it or not, you know, what you, what you figure would be the hardest thing are the cigars. And, and we have that down to a science, right? And, and packaging, it takes it, I mean, they both take a lot of time, but, you know, one of the frustrating things is, especially, you know, especially right now with COVID and everything, printers are backed up, you know, believe it or not, a lot of them don't have paper. They don't have, you know, inks, foils, because they're dealing with supply chain issues and, um, you know, not to bore, not to bore anybody, but these are some of the challenges that we have, but you know, you want to make sure that the, the, the cigar is number one, but it's represented the right way. Absolutely. And because it's part of the experience, it's no different than a wine, a, a fine, you know, a, a whiskey, any product that, 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 that people enjoy, you know, it's, it's part of the experience. So Arthur, I preface this next question with uh, Jay Davis of Blue Smoke in Dallas is making me ask it. So just in case he's teeing me up here, okay. <laughs> I've got a, I have a backup question. No <laughs> you wanted, yeah, he wanted me to ask, uh, um, why the why the black and gold combination on the Perdomo seal? Well, that was you know estate selection. That was before my time, and that was the logo. It was you know, and if and if you look at it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't design like what what behind what's behind Coop, the sunburst, mm -hmm. right? So the gold leaves with the black background. It's it, to keep it simple, and the white center. It's contrast, and it's it's simple, but it's very powerful. I mean, I fell in love with the Perdomo logo when a state came, a state selection came out, right? And that and that was the band. It was simple, but simple, but beautiful and elegant and you know outside of a menso and lot 23 we've used that logo that icon you know to be recognizable it's no different than you know coca-cola or the nike swoosh or you know any 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 strong brand it's it's got to be it's simple elegant and uh you know memorable but that was that that was designed before me but i literally i mean Whatever it was, I fell in love with that logo the minute I saw it. You know, and I didn't when I first carried Perdomo, it was La Tradición and Perdomo Squared. That didn't have the logo. The first time that logo appeared was on a state selection. And it was literally the the icon that's behind Coop. And on your shirt too, the 20th anniversary yeah. shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. So we incorporated with 20th anniversary. I mean, we use it on Perdomo Habano, uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged, it's 20th anniversary. Um the cigar you're smoking, the 12 year vintage, um, you know, but we've done other things like, you know, Barry, you mentioned lot 23, lot 23 was a farm. That was one of the last projects Nick worked on with his dad before his dad passed in 2004 and lot 23, we had an artist, you know, I took a picture. We had an artist sketch, you know, that portion of the farm and all that the story it's like a, a a winemakers or a vintners blend where all the tobacco came from that farm so the, the point was to convey that message of 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 a blend designated from lot 23 
That's what Perdomo Lot 23 was. I mean, that was a really special project. Still one of my favorites. I was just yeah. about to say that's still one of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very strong brand. It's, you know, we're known for 54 ring gauge and up, right? 54s, primarily 60s and, and you know, the Immenso 70, but Lot 23 is a, a 50 ring gauge line, which dad, uh, uh, Nick's dad loved, you know, traditional sizes, 5 by 50, 6 by 50 Toro, 7 by 50 Churchill. We added a Gordito, 4.5 by 60. You know, and then we updated Lot 23 packaging, I want to say three years ago. Um, again, time gets lost, but it was all about, we used one, one, one uh, band on Lot 23 for many years on all three wrappers. And then, you know, Coop, just going back to what you said, we said, well, when you stand back, it can all look the same. How do we make it pop? How do we make it look better? And we incorporated the gold on Connecticut, the copper on the sun-grown, and the blue on the Maduro. That, that, kept, I love what it, you did with that. Yeah, I love it. But, but we kept it classy. It didn't want yeah. to lose, you know, I didn't want to lose the, the authenticity of, of that, of the, the, the farm. Yeah. And that's such a subsequent, uh, subconscious change too, because looking back in my time in retail too, I, th those, those, that subtle change helped because you're right. Like I had to, I had to look at lot 20 there. Like I had to really look at it to, to yeah, you, you like especially which the, one's the different especially the Connecticut. i mean the maduro you could tell but the Connecticut right. grown depend on yeah. the lighting in the humidor you couldn't tell exactly yeah the yeah. lighting in the humidor right yeah yeah absolutely and yeah, so yeah it, it's you know you step back and you say okay this is you know it's doing what it's doing how do we make it better you know and 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 it's funny it always comes up at the last minute right we did a few variations of of a transition of lot 23 we gave the the printer some some leeway and they they came up with some interesting stuff that we said nah that's not the route we want to take and then it was one of those you know last hour things where it was let's try this and it was you know and then the word perdomo stronger lot 23 was stronger it you you want to make it simple and again i'm not wearing my glasses but you know after 40 you're you can't see anything without <laughs> no i know <laughs> trust me <laughs> If you go into a dark humidor, you can't see anything. That's why, you know, we use strip lighting in, in, in our humidor. And a lot of our retailers who go on our factory tour, they learn. Yeah. Yeah. This, this simple strip lighting, you know, LED lighting. I mean, you can't, you can't see in a dark humidor. So, so Arthur, I wanted to ask uh, another question, but before I did, I wanted to read you something. And this okay. is, uh, Coop's going Coop's gonna to recognize this direct quote. I want you to. I want you to try to guess what cigar he's talking about. The context is pretty obvious, but I won't give it away. Other than that, all right. So this is a quote that Coop will recognize. I've heard that this is to be the perfect cigar for the golf course. Personally, I think this is the perfect starter cigar to the day, and I'd much be. I would much prefer to be relaxing with a cup of coffee with this cigar. As I mentioned, this is the best stick by Perdono I've had. I truly hope Nick Perdomo thinks about bringing this stick back. Oh, you had to tie in. He has to bring it back. I know which one he's talking about. <laughs> Are you talking? Well, you could be talking about a few things, but I don't know if you're talking about the limited golf edition. You nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. One yeah. of my all-time favorites. <laughs> this is from a this is from a review. Just this is this is some history here. This is that is like from from a, an, old, an old review? September 15, 2010. Yeah, it was me. That yeah, this is on Cigar Coop. 
<laughs> I pulled that up. So I loved this cigar too. That's why I wanted to talk about this tonight. <laughs> I, any chance we could see the Reserve Limited Golf Edition again, uh, gracing our humidor shelves? You never know. It's it's grandfathered by the FDA, so you never know. And that was this, and that was a labor of love. That was, uh, you know, I play golf not as much as, you know, when I was a kid or whatever. Not that I played a lot, but my dad loved golf. And, um, you know, I don't, whatever year it was, I said to Nick, man, you know, imagine, imagine that, you know, it was La Tradicion was the band. So Perdomo Reserve, I said, imagine, you know, a, a, a black gradient into, into this rich green, you know, um, and, you know, he, at the time, it's funny you bring it up. We were painting boxes with, with basically car paint. So we use this beautiful, uh, like a racing green and, I don't know if you remember the boxes. We had, oh, yeah. a, we had like a, a Ferrari red with a little metal flake. We had a, a, a gray anthracite. We had a white box and we did. And we said, what about green? And so what, you know, we tied it in with the, the golf edition. So you had the putter, you know, the driver, the iron, the different name of the sizes. It was a fun brand. You know, there's a lot of factors, you know, and, and why a brand stays around or why it doesn't and then you have other brands that take off and get more attention but yeah that was that's uh i'm you know truth be told you guys didn't tell me so i'm glad i got it right <laughs> yeah well context gave it away too but yeah i thought uh, uh I, I wanted to bring back some history in there. i wish i could show the box is actually hanging in the studio but you, i can't move the camera it's actually hanging up on my boxes, wall the i saw the yeah stunning. yeah i'll have to see the picture of it yeah it is great you, you know, Arthur, the, the last three years, I want to say, you guys have been on this roll, okay? I mean, you, you, you've been, you could say, you know, I don't think it's, and I'm, I'm going to say, I think you would have been on this roll if there was not a COVID pandemic. I'm not, I, what, what has just clicked in the last three years for you guys? And, and here's another thing I'll just add into that. You've released like several lines without having to create a new brand from scratch. You've either extended or you you brought something back. What what has been this magic that you guys have had the last? It's like Midas touch you guys have had the last three years. I the first thing I'm going to say that you know it's my 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 I guess it's my easiest answer. It's a blessing. There's a lot. There's so many factors, right? I mean, number one, you could have the best packaging in the world if the cigar's not first class. If the tobacco isn't there. It doesn't matter if it has the best packaging, it's going to fail. Right. So, so number one is, is the leaf and, and that's no joke. So, um, you know, I, I credit again, going back to the investment, going back to growing, uh, investing and, and our, for instance, the, the growing operation farms that we grow on, you know, yeah, we grow in, in Esteli and Condega and Jalapa, but just the detail, I mean, we have a, a full uh, water filtration and irrigation system. It's all drip irrigation. Um, when we make a cigar, it's not, I'm not, we're not just grabbing tobacco from, again, Condega, Esteli, Jalapa. It's every particular farm, even on a farm, like the, the farm you went on the factory tour, Finca Natalie, named after his daughter, Natalie. I mean, there's on, on 160 acres, there's seven different lots and so when we blend cigars, we know exactly where each seco, viso, ligero, every binder, every wrapper, you know, so how do you get consistency? Well, you have to use the same 
material or the same tobacco to get consistency year after year. Well, you have to grow a tremendous amount and then you have to give it time to ferment. You ferment it properly. Again, that goes back to Aristides and his team. You have to age it properly, you know, in, it, in its bales, you have to give it its time. Again, we, we do barrel aging and that's not, you know, that's not a tagline. When you go on the factory tour, yep. we show you the bourbon barrels. You know, these are all steps that, that are taken. It's not, it's not a simple answer, Coop. Um, I, I, you know, cause again, the cigar. So I go with the cigar first because that's the product. And then you, you know, you just tie in the packaging, which, you know, it's funny. They take years. People ask, you know, we're always working on blends. We're always working with different tobaccos. Um, and then keeping it simple. It's not just about new, new, new. It's, it's like Perdomo Reserve Champagne. Perdomo Reserve Champagne's our biggest brand, but it's new to somebody. And, and even if it's not new, people don't smoke the same cigar, right? Especially today, there's a lot of cigars in people's wheelhouse. And, and, and a lot of cigar smokers who, who love Maduro can smoke a champagne and go, you know, they'll have it with a cup of coffee um, versus let's say they have a Maduro with a, with a, a scotch or, or, you know, a, 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 a nice heavy red wine or, you know what I mean? So you got to give people variety, but it's quality within each, within each wrapper. I, I start with the tobacco. And I think that's been the blessing number one for, for where we're at over the last three years. And then it's a team effort. You know, we can, every year we do training with our sales team, right? How do we make, how do we get the message out? How do we um, educate our retailers? How do we educate consumers? We do events, you know, we're, we're hands-on. I mean, we do the one thing about COVID outside of, you know, people not working or staying at home, smoking more product. I mean, we do a lot of these Zoom meetings. We do a lot of Zoom trainings with our retail partners, not only in the U.S., but but abroad. And and this has helped us educate. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up with this with education. If you look at our YouTube channel, right, it, it's a lot of time and effort. It's a huge, again, investment, investment of time um, and money. But how do we you know, we started with basics. Nick does YouTube channel, how to cut a cigar, how to light a cigar, how to storm in a humidor, how not to get sick on cigars. Um, you know, our most watched YouTube videos aren't necessarily, we have some that are about the product, but those aren't the most watched. It's about education, you know, how to appreciate the product. Um, and I think we've acquired, you know, a lot of new smokers as well mm -hmm. because of the education. So, you know, it's not just, we're not going to sit on our laurels and say, oh, we're a staple brand. I don't, you know, I was asked that in another interview about being, well, you guys are a, a, a legacy brand and, you know, I appreciate it. It's, it, it's a nice compliment, but we're not going to look at ourselves like that. We, we, we want to continue to educate it, educate consumers. I mean, I was a college student and I was smoking premium cigars, you know, back then they were, they could be you know, a premium cigar could be $4 before, you know, all, you know, S chip tax and all the price increases or whatever. But even, even then Perdomo's we we're in the sweet spot, you know, we're, we're a six to $10 oh, yeah. premium cigar. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, it's like, we were just talking before the show. I mean, this 70 is under, it's like 
eight around eight dollars i'm smoking this thing for yeah six and a quarter eight and a quarter yeah. without yeah you know. and i'm like you could have easily sold this for more money i mean i mean to be honest with you if, you know um it, it's just it, it smokes like a an ultra premium cigar and I, and I always mention people forget, you know, in, in 2009, when the excise tax, you know, not to bore anybody, but it's important for everybody, consumers, retailers, everybody. We're the only company when the, when the tax went from five cents to a little over 40 cents, we're the only company that absorbed that tax mm-hmm. back in 2009. Yeah. And so we, we really, I mean, imagine the only company. So we reset our price point. So the only thing that's frustrating is somebody will look at our $8 cigar, let's say an $8 Robusta or whatever the size is, and they'll think that a $12 cigar is better when in reality, I promise you, my $8 cigar, I can compete with $12, $20 cigars because it's 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 all about the investment in, in the tobacco, you know, and delivering a great product at an affordable price. And that's why... I go back to, you know, being a specialized manufacturer, you know, when, again, legacy, you know, I was in a cigar store and somebody, oh, well, you guys are a legacy brand. And I'm sort of saying, what does that mean? Because we've been around for so many years, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, it's not a bad thing. I just, you know, you don't want to sit back and say, yeah, everything, you know, this is, this is it. You know, we're, we're always trying to make it better and consistency, even if, you know, just be consistent. That's, 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 that's tough, especially when you're dealing with this type of product. You've done it with like, uh, you've done it with not one and dones. Like you have maybe some lines that have more limited production because of the tobaccos. I get that. But you guys have built this on core lines and regular production uh, where, where people know they, they're going to be able to get this. And I, and I think that's another it's not about legacy brands, but you guys have been consistent in terms of, hey, these products, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to get. I don't have to chase them down. And I think that's a, mm-hmm. a big, big. I look at that as a consumer. I'm like, and I've, and I've had a lot more appreciation for that in the last three or four years, especially. Um, and I, and I see what people look at on my website, and they're looking for, like, these cigars. I can tell you, Perdomo 10th anniversary Maduro review is is probably our most read review in the last 12 months. So it's, it's people are constantly going and looking for this stuff to learn more about it. And it's the, it's not the one and done. They're trying to talk that this stuff is what they're looking at. Well, you want, you want a product to be accessible. You want it to be affordable and you want it to be a quality product. And, you know, yeah, we, we like to have fun, you know, listen, you know, sizes and blends and packaging, but consistency is the name of the game. And, you know, the, the, the reward is when you, when you, when you vi- when you have consumers tell you, you know, man, you know, Perdomo Reserve Champagne or Perdomo Habano or Lot 23, you know, these were my first cigars. You know, 20th anniversary is on fire. Um, it's 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 just so important, but it's it's about core brands. You know, it's not it's not about being, hey, let me show you something new every year new 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 i mean because you know how much how much new is there and that's that's something that even when i was a retailer it was always you know this is new this is new this is new well then you're moving people what about you know i don't know it's it's um it's it's a decision to stay consistent 
and to and to think about it, you want to grow a brand, you know, uh, over a lifetime. You want to you want to grow a, a, a strong brand, a staple brand consumers can trust and find and afford. So on the subject of the the quote unquote new new Arthur, you know, I mean, let's talk about one of the newer things. Uh, now it's now a few years old, um, but it's the cigar I'm smoking tonight that you picked for me, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage Connecticut is there. You guys have a Sengrun and a, and a Maduro option as well with it. Um, when I gave you the choices of my cigars tonight, your, your, your voice kind of raised up a little bit, and I oh, got yeah. excited when you picked it. So, uh, I mean, I would, I would have smoked anything. I was excited about all three selections. That's why I had them. But um, I, it's taken me a long time um, because I've smoked Perdomo for years. And I've enjoyed Mr. Perdomo for years, but I think I've finally settled on a favorite. And I think this is it. I think this is my favorite Perdomo cigar. Um, I absolutely love it. And, but what was it about you that kind of got you to say, ah, when I brought it up and give us a little bit of a background on what's makes this so special compared to like the regular bourbon barrel aging that you do on everything. Right. So Bourbon barrel aging started with with champagne, right? With a Connecticut wrapper. And and it started with Nick's dad. And so remember when I started carrying Perdomo, it was, you know, Cuban seed sun grown and Maduro wrappers grown in Nicaragua. And, you know, they they played with Connecticut, but Connecticut was very tart. You know, you can make you can you can have Connecticut leaf, make cigars, it burns great. It's neutral. It's mild. You know, imagine back in the day, everything was mild, 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 mild. And um, what Nick's dad did is said, you know, he said, we need to, we need to, you know, one of the things he brought from Cuba was barrel aging. So that was, and the name Champagne, a lot of people don't know this. Nick's dad coined the name Champagne, but it was just, it was a conversation where he said, you know, these are the Champagne of wrappers. Now, Perdomo made the first uh, Connecticut Nicaraguan cigar in reality, right? That w- let's say that was successful. There might have been somebody else. I don't. But as far as a su- successful uh, Connecticut wrap cigar with Nicaraguan binder and filler, it's champagne, and it's a lot of people's first cigar. But it's the thing is, by barrel aging that Connecticut wrapper, you 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 took out that 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 bitterness that's in a Connecticut wrapper. Uh, an easy way to remember this, we do this on a factory tour. When we, when we bourbon barrel age, we're not infusing bourbon into these tobaccos, right? Basically the char in the barrel, it's like a natural filter, a filtering agent. And what you do is you improve the color, the texture, the aroma, and the flavor of the leaf, right? The sugars, the the leaf basically it, it caramelizes and it's allowed, it goes through a special aging in the barrel. The first brand that we put bourbon barrel aging on was Perdomo Habano. We never sold champagne talking about that. We just, you know, we launched champagne, had, you know, this unique blend. It, it, it had no bitterness. It was creamy, but it had a lot of flavor because the Nicaraguan binders and fillers. So, so it was an, an incredible, it's, I mean, to this day, it's, it's our biggest brand. But Perdomo Habano was the first time we put you know, Perdomo Habano bourbon barrel aging. A lot of people know it, know it as BBA. 
So getting to, and we were barrel aging the wrappers on Habano, right? Connecticut sun-grown Maduro. So as far as 12 year, the reason I light up is, you know, we, you know, this is one of those moments where Nicaragua, we said, well, we've been doing this with wrappers. You know, we do it on, on all our brands now. We, cause the bourbon barrel aging, again, it improves everything on that, on that wrapper leaf. It doesn't matter if it's Connecticut sun-grown Maduro you get. And if you, you know, people, my sales team know it as fact, flavor, aroma, color, texture. Um, so if you hear it anybody else, anywhere else, you know, you know where they got it from, but, <laughs> but uh, which I haven't seen, but, but that's the truth. So we were, we were in Nicaragua said, well, what if we did this to every leaf in the cigar? So not just the wrapper, what if we did it to the binder leaf and we did it to all the fillers, right? The seco, the viso ligero. So we did it. So, you know, we, we, we got more barrels and, you know, you're dealing with different textures of leaf. A filler is a thicker leaf. It's a thicker tobacco. It's going to take longer than a wrapper leaf that's thinner. So we had to find the timelines for, for all of these leaves in the bourbon barrels. You don't just throw them in a barrel and put them in a corner. You have to rotate them, you know, every 23, 24 days. You have, there's a lot of TLC. And again, it's an investment. But we came up with this cigar that's every leaf is been aged in a bourbon barrel and it's a very limited production because of that process plus you're talking about it's called uh, double aged vintage so the first 10 years that tobacco has been bale aged right it's in its it's in its bales um, aging in its bales the last two years is every one of those leaves is aged through a process in these bourbon barrels so I light up because that 12 year, I mean, there's nothing like it in, in my humble opinion. And it was, you know, it was an idea that we came up with again, saying what's next, you know, what, what can we do? That's something unique. Um, so it's a very limited production item and we, we launched it again. I don't remember the years. I'm not going to make up a year, but we launched double age vintage. And uh, the first release was a, a very short release, right? It was sort of like there were, there were two orders in that year per the accounts and, and it disappeared. And then people, you know, you put it out there, it's a limited production and we're not big into limited, but people, people fell in love with it and said, hey, can you bring it, you know, we want to continue it. So then we, we brought it back and continued it. Well, then we addressed the packaging and we said, well, the original packaging, because it was a smaller run, we we printed it in the United States and it looked great. I mean, nobody, everybody loved the packaging. But then with the demand, we said, well, you know what? We can take this to Holland. And that took, you know, you don't just want to print the same design. You want to, again, yep. make it better. So that took a number of years. Um, and we just reintroduced it with, with the newer packaging. So, but, but bourbon barrel aging every leaf in that cigar, um, again, a labor of love and it's very, it's unique because it has a tremendous amount of flavor, but it's like your high-end whiskeys. Think of your, you know, your 18 year old, uh, whiskeys, your 21 year old whiskeys. I mean, it's not like they make a mass production. They have a smaller production. It takes more time, but these whiskeys have a tremendous amount of flavors, just like a scotch, you know, I'll, reference scotches because it's a it's a great point of reference the complexity that you get and the smoothness that you get 
Mm-hmm. It's unparalleled. I hope that I hope that answered your question. Oh, absolutely. No, I think what, what you, you really captures this about the cigars. So normally when I smoke Perdomo cigars, I gravitate towards the Syngrown as my other two selections are Syngrown, right? Like I'm, I'm a big fan of the, just, just the way the Syngrown, they all make tastes, oh, yeah. you know, all, all across all brands. It's just, it's just something that, that sticks in my palate. And when this, when this came out, you know, I obviously went to the sun grown. I was like, wow, this is, this is really good. You can, you can kind of taste the, 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 the char, you know, the charcoal, you know, the charness of the barrel. You can taste the, the, the sweetness from the bourbon, the vanilla, the maple, that sugary mm-hmm. caramelization that you talked about. Maduro was so much more deeper. And I was like, I was like, I was like, wow. And naturally my, my inclination is always to do the Connecticut last. Yeah. My, I've changed. My, my, my palate's changed over the years, or at least my, my preferences have changed. Um, but when I went through this line, I went through my normal progression. I went sun grown, I went Maduro, and then I went to the Connecticut. And I was like, I mean, it was like a light bulb. I was like, this, this, this captures it perfectly. Cause like, it's the, like you said, that, that tartness, that, 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 uh, that, you know, that bitterness that Connecticut tends to have um, just because of, you know, because of its, you know, natural, agricultural state and everything it just it that all that went away but it the flavors from the barrel just permeated this so much more and you get so much more barrel you get so much more sweetness you get so it's just so rich yeah and you think maduro maduro should be that right right but it's not it's so crazy and i i mean i love it. it's it, it it is my favorite perdomo cigar hands down and i absolutely great, i love it greatness salomon that size too yeah yeah we're not we're not making that size right now because it's Great tease, Coop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. that's okay. I mean, that was. But that that's. Was, I mean, but Solomon, I would expect you wouldn't. Um, you know, that's, yeah. that's a limited size. So I. Yeah, totally it was an eight, eight. It was an eight count box. Where you know the other sizes are twenty four count boxes. But you know, Bear, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. It's not a secret. If I'm doing an event or if I'm talking to people about, you know, when you're smoking like a Perdomo Connecticut, anyone, but especially that twelve year. The wrapper's super creamy, but you're actually mm-hmm. able to taste more of the filler on that Connecticut cigar. Interesting. You know, okay. You blend, you blend. Listen, I love Sun Grown. I mean, I'm smoking a, a you know, 10th anniversary Sun Grown, I'll have 20th Sun Grown. Um, Maduro's a different animal, but a lot of people skip over Connecticut cigars because they don't have a lot of flavor. You know, think people gravitate toward Connecticut. I want something mild. You know, champagne success is it has flavor, it has character. It's yeah. not, but it's balanced. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to find a balance when you're blending a cigar. You can't, you know, you can't just make when you're dealing with fuller bodied fillers, you don't want to put a tart wrapper, but you also you also have to age those fillers, right? So think about it. That's that's 12-year-old tobacco. So it's aged, but it has a lot of flavor. I go back to scotch. You know, you drink a 12-year-old, a 15, an 18, a 21. The 20, the 18 and the 21 don't lose flavor. They have depth and complexity. They've been in the barrels longer. And like you mentioned, they pick up a lot of these flavors. But the the the, the fascinating thing about that Connecticut cigar, I can take somebody who's a big Maduro smoker, as long as they have an open mind. You have an open mind, you t- and you get more of those fillers, you know, you, you taste that all those little intricacies, you know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. 
when we got up the new packaging, you know, a box accidentally fell, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, accidentally got damaged and uh, it happened to be a Churchill. And uh, so I had to bring it in the office. You know, we literally got the new packaging up, but it was, it was a Churchill, Connecticut and uh, brought in the office and we finished, we had a, you know, we got a container. We had a big day that day, a big shipping day. And, and, you know, you, you, you get up the new packaging and everybody's, everybody wants to smoke it. Of course. I mean, we're, we're, listen, we're consumers too. We're in love with the product. But I remember we sat down, I think Nick was traveling, but Janine was here. Kenny was here in the office. Uh, Kenny Kerr, Jeff Owens, and, uh, and Ralph and, and, um, and Nicholas. And we all lit up this uh, 12 year double aged uh, Connecticut Churchill. And, you know, we we're like kids in a candy store, man. We were just, you know, in love with it. So 12 years, very special. I mean, it's, you can only make so much right now it's in a hundred accounts um, across the U S and we want to make sure that it's placed right, you know, and we want to make sure that those accounts are able to get it. I don't want it to, I don't want to say, Hey, you have something special and then you can't get it. What's yeah. the point of that? Yeah. You know, that's not our, that's not our game. You know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. Bear, I'm going to audible, but I want to bring this up because uh, you and I talked about this when we were recapping the Great Smoke, and I think it's a, a good conversation to oh yeah about, no to talk yeah, to Arthur point. about. So so Arthur, you know we we were at the Great Smoke, we saw you there, and um, we kind of observe a lot of things as media, right? Because yeah, it's kind of what our job is. And we were just we're not just trying to blow smoke here. We were very impressed with the cigar that you gave out at the Great Smoke. We thought this was like if any company gave out a cigar, this was like Baron. I said, this was like a no brainer. And that cigar was the Connecticut for Merrily's. Perdomo Habano. Yeah. The Perdomo Habano. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was no, but it was the Perdomo Habano. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant the Perdomo Habano. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it, it was a Perdomo Habano. Well, I yeah. appreciate the compliment. I mean, we thought it was perfect. It was, and Baron, I'll let mm -hmm. you expand on that a little more. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, so here's my point, uh, Arthur. When Coop and I were talking privately about it, but I mean, I'll, I'll share it here. Um, was I was first of all, it was everything about it, and I'll, I'll go into detail here in a second. So, um, you know, I, I I went around to the booths and I got you know each of the selections that people uh, that uh, the brands were providing, and 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 there were some fantastic cigars that people yeah. were being handed out, um, and. I noted to Coop later, I said, you know, it's interesting some of the picks that, that some of these brands chose. And I said, I said, this is what I, and I, and I, we were back in our hotel room actually. And I was like, Hey, I was like, this is why we, this is what we talk about with, with, with Nick and Arthur and all the folks over at Perdomo. I said, look at what they did. I said, they're at this grand event, huge consumer event. There's all different levels of smokers there. There's the the mega boutique nerds. There's the the the, the people that smoke the, the quote unquote legacy brands that you were talking about earlier. But what is what do you do at Perdomo? You give a the tried and true brand. You give the Connecticut, which is appealing across all audiences. So the new smoker can enjoy it and not be you know not be offended by it. The veteran smoker can enjoy it because of the, some of the details we were just talking about. And then you guys put it in a bag. 
Yeah, with, that, with the information card. With the yeah, information yeah. in it. Like, I was like, I was like, and, this, and is, guess this what? is perfect. Can, and guess what? You can get this cigar. That was what right. was really You can go get this cigar. Especially if you're a new person and you're trying this, or maybe it's the first time you're trying it. You can get this cigar. It was like, we said this was exactly, we thought you guys used that event perfect with that. Well, I appreciate the compliment. The I mean, just, the, you know, again, that's what you do. Um, it's, it's funny. I'll jump back to being a retailer. When I was a retailer, the, what was it? The, the big smoker was, was in Dallas. And I had a customer who had a couple tickets and he said, he came to me and he said, I can't make the big smoke. Maybe you want to go. I got two tickets. Long story short, it, I just want, nobody, nobody could make it. It was like the day before. And so I drove from San Antonio to Dallas. I go to uh, the big smoke or whatever. And I'll never forget this. I went around and it's like Halloween, right? I'm, you know, I'm trying all the different whiskeys and wines, you know, but I'm picking up all these different cigars. So what does everybody do there? Well, they go back to the hotel room or their house and they sort them and you sort, you sort through them <laughs> Yep. and you go and you can tell, right? Why do we put it in a bag? Why do we put the information card? I want that cigar protected. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want mm-hmm. it ended. You know, people grab cigars. Some aren't even cellophane. I mean, you know, the cigar is going to get damaged. So what am I doing? I want the cigar protected. I want, again, education. I want, we want to yep. educate the consumer, but I've never forgotten, you know, I think out of whatever I got at that event 20 some odd years ago, you know, let's say I got 30 cigars. There were five that interested me, you know, five to eight cigars that interest me. The other ones, maybe I knew. And then the other ones I was like, uh, what is, you know, it just didn't. So, you know, you remember that. And then you look, I not talking about anybody else. I want to put my best foot forward. And I want to put, like you said that, you know, everything you just said, that's taken into consideration. I, you know, if I hand out a Maduro, how many people am I going to alienate? You know, um, I do, we do sun grown because sun grown is very popular, but you know, Perdomo Habano, Connecticut is, is, is a big brand. Habano is our second biggest brand next to, next to, uh, champagne. Um, but again, think about it. Packaging matters, you know, attention to detail matters. You know, we're handing out these cigars and, you know, it was Nick and Janine, uh, Billy, which is our cell, Nick's brother who, who represents us in South Florida, myself. Um, you know, it, it, it matters. Consumers, they're, they're going to go back. You know, yeah, at the time, it's, it's a lot of information or a lot of cigars and a, and a great time and a fun venue. But people are going to go back and they're going to, you know, they're there to enjoy the product. And yeah. also to learn, it's a learning experience. So especially when we do events, whether it's a multi-vendor event or an individual event, whenever we feature our products, we want to put our best foot forward. And there's an intent. We have, you know, an intention. It's in, it's done intentionally. Um, oh, it was clear. Absolutely. You know, that was my that was my comment to Coop. I was like, this is everything yeah. about this was a conscious, deliberate, right, well thought out choice and guess what it did for me I, i've been smoking a lot of those since then yeah yeah it, it actually so even someone like me i smoked a lot of your product it was something you know what it, it kind of got my attention as well yeah. and it was yeah it was we bear and i wanted to mention that because we, we had a big conversation about that i remember when we were doing our debrief and stuff on that 
I mean, that's great. That's great feedback. And you guys, I mean, you guys study, you don't only see it, you study what's going on in the yeah. industry. Yeah. That, plus, that feedback, we appreciate it. No, that's why we wanted to mention it too. Like I said, it wasn't, it was, we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, Bear, before I get to a couple of the, the two industry topics, before we kind of wrap up with Arthur, um, anything else you wanted to hit first? Um, no, I think I think we covered all of all of it um, yeah. that I wanted to cover. Thank you, Arthur, for for your time. I know we got a couple more questions, but um, but no, this has just been. I, I think what's what's really fantastic. We've had Nick a few a few times now. I've had the the opportunity and privilege of interviewing him on my show as well, and uh, and now with you uh, coming on here as well. Like I think that um, it's just a great opportunity for our audience because there's. Like you said, this is there's just so much to learn, and, and we've learned so much tonight as well. Yeah, and and there's just so much more new information, and I think it was just a real privilege for our audience and, and for us as well. I don't want to. Um, I'll speak for you, Coop, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we really just genuinely appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. I you know the open forum. You know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. So Arthur, a couple of things. Um, first up, PCA trade shows coming up. Um, you guys are back this year, right? Absolutely. All right. So we're excited about that. I'm assuming you guys are pretty excited about that. Um, in terms of uh, the booths, are you, are you going to keep the scaled down booths? Are you going to go back to the big booths? Um, we're going to keep the scaled down booth. It'll be slightly slightly bigger space. I mean, we've we've never missed the trade show. Last year was 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 great. I mean, you know, we've been. Again, we've been blessed. We surpassed uh, last year. Every year, every year we've we've grown over the previous year. Even though we had a smaller booth, and I think a lot of people did because, you know, the the unknown of of attendance. Um, but we had a great attendance last year. Um, we're we're looking forward to going this year. Um, I mean, we expect a great a great show. We've all, I've already heard, you know attendance is going to be better this year. So, so we're excited about, it. I mean, that's where we get to, you know, strengthen relationships. We meet a lot of, a lot of new customers to this day. And, um, you know, it's an important trade show for us. I mean, we, we listen, we like being face to face, uh, with our retail partners. I mean, that's how we've, that's, that's how we've grown, not just at a trade show. I mean, we travel, you know, Nick's going to be in Dallas next week and, you know, a couple of weeks later, he'll be in Iowa and, and, uh, and Kansas. And, you know, I'm going to be going to Ohio and Chicago. I mean, Nicholas, uh, just got back from the Carolinas, you know, Ralph, uh, he was just in, um, Indiana. I mean, we're hitting, we're out there traveling with our sales team. Um, you know, face, face to face, uh, contact is so important, you know, to continue growing our business and, Again, I go back to education. You know, it's not just, it, it, it's more than a product. You know what I mean? It's more than that. I mean, and it's all, it's relationship based. Sure. No, I, I mean, you guys do a great job with that. Um, and the booths worked great, I thought, for you guys last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were able to display the product, you know, sure. nice. And one of my favorite words, it, nice and clean. Very, very, very simple, very clean, straightforward. You know, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, we have a strategy for our retail partners. We have a strategy for them to sell the product successfully. Yeah. We don't want to sell the product wrong. 
We don't just want, you know, it's not just, hey, throw this product on the shelves and it sells. You have to, you have to educate um, and you have to have a strategy. And, you know, that's, that's, that's been key to our success. No, it's very, very true. Man, one thing that just stood out for me was when you had the, the collections, the new collections that you came out with. I just thought they were mm-hmm. very well displayed, really easy to see what those were. They stood out and um, they were just great. I thought they were just great offerings you guys had. And it seemed like I know a lot of retailers I talked to like those a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was a 12-count sampler, you know, Connecticut, SunGrown, Maduro, and then the award-winning, which had a variety of wrappers. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a huge success and, you know, we'll introduce that again for, for the holidays, uh, this year. And I know, you know, when consumers buy it, you know, they might know Perdomo, they might know, you know, Champagne or Habano, Lot 23, but they're able to try, you know, there's 12 year in there. There's 20th. Yep. You know, that's what I love about, I, that's what I love about that too. Yeah. It really is. It kind of is a good gateway. If you haven't smoked it, you have an opportunity to do that. And then you get some of your favorites in that. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're looking forward to the trade show. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're excited to see you guys there, of course. And then the last thing I had, um, you know, a lot of things are, actually, I have one more thing after this. Um, the, uh, th- there's been a lot of talk of, of what's being termed by the PCA as responsible marketing and the idea of, you know, being responsible with, with making sure you don't market to kids or anything like that. Now, Perdomo, there's never an issue with that. That's not even, you guys have always sold to adults and uh, things like that. But there's a lot going on in the industry right now about that, Arthur. There's a lot of controversy. I know it's getting a lot of uh, talk about. Do you have any thoughts of what you're seeing right now? And is, and how concerned are you of what you're seeing maybe uh, and how that could affect you guys? Well, I mean, there's always challenges, um, you know, and without naming names, I think it, the industry overall, we're a responsible industry, right? We make a product for adults, Um and, um, you know, with FDA regulation, we follow, we, we follow all the protocols. We have our, our products are all uh, grandfathered. Um, but, you know, the, to your point, we're, we make a product for adults and we market it to adults. Um, and I think it's our responsibility to, to do so uh, in the industry. Yeah, I, know, think, I think I yeah. think it's so different. You you look at you look at um, the alcohol industry. You know they're you know they're not made you know wine or, or whiskey, scotch. They're they're responsible with their product, and so are we. We're 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 premium cigars. That's what we are. Totally, totally. You know, it's, it's a it's a handmade product enjoyed by adults. Very simple. Yeah, it is, and. Uh... You know, certainly, like I said, I think you guys have, have become leaders in that area in terms of what you're doing. And, and uh, you know, we talked a lot about the education on top of that, which, which makes it uh, really good um, on that. So uh, keep up the great work on that. Will do. Yeah. All right. So, Arthur, last thing, this is what we call our one must go segment. I mentioned this beforehand. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Now, this is, no, this is cool. This is fun. And actually, this is brought to you by United Cigars, which you guys have collaborated with uh, the firecracker the greatest firecracker yeah. ever made <laughs> uh, uh united we spoke but one must go brought to you by united Scars featuring la Gian Havana and distributed with jose dominguez bandolero garoppolo and highly acclaimed atabay and byron buy united smoke united live united so arthur we're going to give you three things tonight okay and they have a lot of common theme and basically 
one of these things you're just going to wipe off the table. Mm. Okay. Uh, and they're all sports related. Is that and we're okay? all participating? We're all participating we're, to we're all, So you're not, you're not in the hot seat by yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is like, I, I think this is a fun one. I pulled this one together. So these are all sports related things. Okay. Now the, the catch with all these things is these are sports moments like that, where you were, I don't want to say losers, but you were close to kind of achieving something, but missed. Oh boy. Okay. So here are the three options. Okay. All right. You're, you're the coach of a, of a foot of an NFL football team and you lose the Super Bowl with the final seconds on the clock, like a field goals kick. That's right. the first one. So Mar- Marv Levy got it. 10-4. Marv Levy. Yeah. Marv Levy. Well, that was the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Let's just say that. The second one is you lose a split decision in a heavyweight title fight. Oh. And the third one, this one probably is a little more up your alley. You fail to make a birdie to win the masters. So, if, if you had one of those scenarios where you just don't want to hit one of those scenarios and wipe it off the table, which one would it be? Split decision. Oh, wow. I don't want a split decision. If I miss, if I miss a birdie, that's on me. And if I miss the play to stop a field goal, that's on me. But if somebody, if, if, if it's a split decision, that's a killer for me. Yeah. I could hear it. Would a judges kind of take it away from you or something? No, like that? no, that's, that's a killer. Cause it's objective. You know it, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's it, my, that's my, I mean, I'm just, there's no wrong keep... answers here. There's no wrong answers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bear. What do you got? So it, it's funny that you mentioned this just, uh, there's funny things aside here because I know you hate golf. So I'm really interested to hear your decision. Um, I can't but, play golf, but yeah. But it's um, so. I mean, I am a I am a Packers fan, as our audience knows. Um, but when I was a kid, I I I was a I was a Bills fan, and I you know was miserable for four years in a row as we lost <laughs> every single Super Bowl. So it was it was terrible seeing that. But it all started with that that uh, that last second field goal to the Giants that uh, that we lost. So. Uh, that was the catalyst for four straight years of uh, of just you know being on the cusp of winning something. But um, so I I don't want that. Um, and and to Arthur's point, I, I I echo his sentiment. That's that's on me, right? That's on me. I missed the field goal. It's not anyone else. I mean, we, it, it's a team sport, yes, but that's on me as a kicker, right? So that that's something else. The the birdie putt is interesting because there there's, there's a lot of factors there. Um, again, it's on me, but it's, there's so many other factors, like how well other people are playing. Um, and also the, the, the pressure that every shot is because sometimes it's not a birdie to win it. Sometimes it's a par. It's just, it's just making that one shot. And so if you get to the end and it's down to that one shot, it basically becomes that same kick, right? because you you've got to you've got to do your job you've got to nail the putt it doesn't matter if it's for birdie or for anything so i i gotta take that off too now the re- i'm i'm picking the split decision for a similar reason uh for arthur but my secondary reason for not wanting to be a part of a split decision is i just spent 12 fucking rounds getting my ass handed to me and trying to like put a man uh to his destruction by laying abuse on him I'm sitting there. I'm tired. I'm probably bleeding. I probably got black eyes and my tooth, my teeth are probably loose. My ribs are probably aching or cracked or split. And some guy sitting over here 
hands a card to a ref who tells me that I didn't do my job. I'm sorry, one, man. I'm one done. Point, by one point. <laughs> by one point. I'm done. I'm maybe done. He, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was taking a sip of water or something when he missed my, you know. Yeah, that, that text throw. Coming. Come on, man. That, oh man. One point. Wow. Wow. I'm out. I'm out on that, man. I'm oh God. I don't want any part of that abuse. That's just nuts. Mm. So there you go. All right. So mine, let me give it mine. I'm gonna go in reverse order here. Uh look, if if I'm in the masters, right, as bad a golfer as I am, right? Forget the fact I'm not a golf fan, right? But if I if I got to that point where I have a shot to win the masters, um, I don't belong there, right? So, so like, I can live with that. As far as I can live with that, right? But when you lose, like, here's the thing. Again, now I go to boxing. I ain't gonna. I ain't known for my strength. Okay? If I get if I get to a split decision, like if I go twelve rounds in a heavyweight fight, right? I don't care. Like, even if I got my brains breathing, the fact that I got twelve rounds would be a miracle, right? So. Again, I'm going to kind of keep that one. Like, that's probably kind of it. The football one goes for me because I just couldn't deal with, like, when you, when you lose a Super Bowl, it's like it's the worst feeling in the world. I mean, you could say that with the golf. I, I get the Greg Norman stuff over the years, right? But, you know, I'm not going to be Greg Norman. I'm going to be getting it time and time again. But if I lose that Super Bowl, I'm going to be scrutinized forever. I mean, you look at some of those close Super Bowls, you just mentioned Marv Lee. People are still talking about that. Super Bowl 25. I just would not want to have to live, live, live going forward with that. So the Super Bowl one goes for me. Is that also part of your personality though, Coop? Because like you're such a team oriented person. Yeah. I think you know, it's part and of so like you're, yeah. So like yeah. you're not just let down. Yeah. Yeah. You let down everybody. Yeah. I think that's a part I'm letting that whole team okay. down. Exactly. That's fair. That, yeah. That's, I think, exactly what I, I didn't. Think. I didn't think about that until you were talking. Until you're talking there, that yeah. yeah, that's that's brutal. Yeah, people yeah, would thought I eliminated the Masters, right? But no, it, it actually wasn't because if I if I actually was somehow in that position, I'm like, wow, I did something. I can live with that. Like, yeah, because I had no business, you know. So, so, so the football one is just, I think, unless I'm Greg Norman, like I said, then that, that's a different story. I'm not Greg Norman, so. All right, so that was our one must go. So Arthur, we're at the end here. Uh, we really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for Perdomo fans, uh, the next show we're doing, uh, Nick's going to be doing the show on May 12th with us. So Nick's going to be, uh, we'll be doing more Perdomo talk, which is really good. Absolutely. Coop yeah. and Bear, I want to thank you guys. Um, you know, I, again, I don't do a lot of these. I, I'm sort of behind the scenes. I am and I'm not, but I really appreciate uh just the, the open venue, your professionalism um, and, and your compliments, your support, and especially the way you, the, the way you represent the industry uh, wholeheartedly, not because you're Coop, you're my sponsor, but you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't sponsor you if we, we didn't believe that, you know, you guys do such a great job. Again, you're educating, you keep things relevant and, and it's very important. And, and the way in the way in which you do it, uh, we at Perdomo, we appreciate it. So we keep, we keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. We appreciate it as well. Um, you guys have been there uh, both personally and prof uh, professionally for me as well uh, over the years. And, and it's, it's not taken for granted as well. Uh, and we thank you guys for the incredible support we've had over the years. It's been, it's been fantastic. Excellent. Let's All keep right. it going. 
we'll look forward to it. And we'll see you at PCA. Right. Actually, I'll probably see you before then. I'll probably see you in Miami. So I'll, I'll let you know when, I, when I'm going to be down there. I'll see you in Miami. You get to see the new lounge. I look forward to it. Super. Thank All you, right. Jeff. Arthur, Thank have, you, Arthur. Have a great night, and uh, we'll see you soon. It was right. a privilege. Thanks Thank so much. You. Take care, Appreciate Arthur. It. Take care. That, Bye-bye. That is Arthur Kemper, the vice president of Perdomo Cigars, here on the Primetime Special Edition. You know, Barrett, I forgot to do the price for tonight. So people are out there. Don't, ha- don't go. I'm giving away something tonight. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yep. So, uh, and uh, this is our um, Tobacco Hour USA giveaway. And I can have a live giveaway I'm doing tonight. Uh, so I'm bringing up a box here. Um, so this is a St. Louis Ray giveaway bonus tonight. Okay. So St. Louis Ray Carenas. Did I say that right this time? It's the closest you've ever gotten, Coop. I'll, uh, I'll take it. All right. The same Carenas. 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 So this was one of our more popular giveaways. Um, it's got the... Uh, I'm running out of space here. It's got the Coop I, bag. I love this bag. I use this bag on weekends. Yeah. Uh, it's got... I, I take it everywhere with my boys. It's got plenty of room for snacks. Yes, I have young children, so diapers and everything, but there's water that goes in there. It is it is heavy duty. Yeah. And it is classy as hell. It looks fantastic. It's comfortable and it's it's a great bag. It's a fantastic bag. This is yep. this is awesome. Yeah. You've got um the uh the bottle opener, which uh it's got the beautiful me. Actually, I'll pull this out so folks can see it. This is this this beautiful branded bottle opener, which again a great bottle opener by the way. I have one of these as well. Yeah. And there, if you don't it's have the, one of these, I have an extra. So it's uh, it's it looks like an it's an anchor, right, Coop? Yeah, it's an anchor, right? Right, right. Really nice. I mean, this works well. All right. And then you got a flask. The the flask. So there's a nice flask, but wait, there's more. Okay, so we've done this giveaway before, but there's a bonus item in here, all right? And the bonus item is something to put in the flask. Um, and I'm gonna pull it out. It is a bottle of 12-year doers that you can use to fill your flask. Oh, wow. So we're giving away, yeah, they're giving away this. Um, and so how do you get this, right? Now, we got to have a talk here with our audience, okay? The, we're, we're, we're getting into the, the zone again where people are um, kind of jumping a little ahead, okay? You cannot put multiple answers when you do this, okay? You get one answer, okay? And I, the problem is, Facebook makes it difficult. You're going to have to put your answer in the uh, live stream comments, okay? But the problem is that when you put two or three answers, I don't know which order it's in sometimes. So I can't pick you at random, right? Yeah, so, so the, I mean, if you correct it, like, again, we're going to have a hashtag with it. It's yeah. got to be on the Cigar Coop page. So if you're listening, yeah. if, you're, if you're watching this on a stream that's been on a shared page, whether it's on mine or Coop's or in the Perdomo group or one of the other consumer groups that, we, that gets shared to, that's that's great. We're glad you're joining us. But come back to the Cigar Coop page with this video. And in the comments, you're going to want to 
comment the answer. Now you're going to put a hashtag with what we're going to tell you um, and, and your answer. So, um, so Coop, what's the hashtag for tonight? S L R. Pretty easy. St. Louis Ray S as in Sam L as in Larry R as in Romeo hashtag SLR for you out there who don't know what a hashtag is. It's the pound sign. So yeah. pound all sign right. hashtag SLR. And the question is Coop hit us. And, all right. The cigar we're talking about tonight, what a branding is the single way. Carenas. Carenas. Country it's made in. You put the answer, the country it's made in hashtag SLR. So I'll give you guys a hint. It's not Spain, which is where it's named for. The Carenas is named for a municipality located in the province of Zaragoza, Aragon, Spain. But it's not made and manufactured in Spain. So it, uh, interesting enough, I wonder if the anchor has something to do with the fact that and, the... And the uh, so, um, okay. the... Uh, I wonder. The, I wonder uh, if he so um, getting a little bit of an echo. Coop. That was me. Yeah, go ahead. So I was, I, I'm wondering if the anchor has something to do with the fact that the um, that the, the 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 municipality that they're talking about, Garenas, is 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 a it's not really a port city because it's not oceanside, but it's a it's it's on the it's on the bank of uh, the Piedra uh, River that runs through that runs through Spain. So. Uh, it flows right through the, the, the country of Spain. Um, and I wonder if um, I wonder if it has something to do with the, the, the fact that it's a it's it's, it's right on the river. So um, but I mean, it, it's not a it's not a port city because I mean, it's literally in smack dab in the middle of the country. The Carenas is. Yeah. So it's um, I mean, it's about I don't know. It's northeast of Madrid, which is Madrid really, truly is the middle of the country. Um, but um, I wonder if the anchor has something to do with that. But it's a beautiful bottle opener. So hashtag SLR, where the St. Louis Ray Carenas is manufactured. And you literally can go to cigar-coop.com. There's a search tab. There is a search tab in the top right-hand corner of the website. Type in Carenas, C-A-R-E-N-A-S. The answer will happen. It will follow. It's right there. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. And I'll give you one more hint. It's a Western Hemisphere country. Well, that's not the, okay. Well, <laughs> not again, really. I don't want to see the Spain answers in there. <laughs> that's what I say. That's not in Spain. I said it's not in Spain. Right. It's not in Spain. But it's, not in, it's in the Western Hemisphere. And I'm having trouble seeing answers here, by the way. I love so. that cigar. No, there's there's some answers coming in. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. Jay's got an answer. Jeff, Nestor, I've uh, got some answers rolling in. So I want to see some more, guys. Okay, hashtag SLR. Right. And your answer. Um, and you get to win this prize back. To tell you what, I'm serious, man. That bag is awesome. Yeah, this is – I love it. That bottle opener is great. Uh, I have not used the flask, but they gave you something to put in there this time. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool set. Uh, we're going to have a few, by the way, uh, if you get it wrong this time or you're not picked, we're going to have a few of these over the next few shows. So, 
very easy to enter, very easy, uh, like I said, easy to enter. I think we make our contest easy. But you could, so if you change your answer, delete one of your comments is what I'm just telling you. You can't, you know, I understand that if you have a second thought, but but uh, delete one of your comments because otherwise I can't pick you. And that's just stop blaming Facebook on that. All right, easy enough. We need to go through, do we need a hashtag or uh, we don't need to do a hashtag overview with everyone. No, just one more time. If you're viewing tonight's show on a live stream that's been shared, whether that's on Coop's personal page, uh, William Cooper, or my personal page, Barry Duplessis, or my or my uh, show page, Alosu Kumar, or in a consumer group, the Perdomo group, if you're viewing it anywhere else other than Cigar Coop's Facebook page, it's the, the show has been shared from Cigar Coop. So click on the Cigar yeah. Coop page, come to the video, the live video, go into the comments, hashtag S. L R and your answer of the country where the Carreñas is manufactured in. It's not Spain. And not if you need help with the answer, go to cigar-coop.com, go in the search key, type in Carreñas. You don't even need to type in St. Louis Ray. You don't even need to type. You can if you want, but Carreñas, I'm giving it to you. I looked it up. It works. The article comes up. It yep. tells you where it's manufactured. It's I'm giving you the answer, folks. I'm just without giving you the answer. So, yep. Very, very easy. Uh, very good Mark, cigar, by the way, too. The Mark's cigar- got an answer. Thank you, Mark. Okay, Jeff, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got some answers. Nestor, really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you so it. much. We appreciate it as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, good luck, everybody. Uh, and I'll make sure we try to pick a winner a little quicker. I've been a little slow because of some personal stuff I was dealing with with the last contest, so I apologize for that, but um, we'll do that. Um, so, Bear and I have a couple more segments we're going to do, Okay. Uh, we're going to do our, we're going to get into our, um, great things are happening here. Um, and then we're going to get into, um, thank you. Thank you, Gracie. She answered too. Thank you, Gracie. Thank you everyone for answering it. And then we're going to be talking about that CRA, uh, the little CRA controversy that that came up Uh, because I I have a lot of thoughts I want to share and I, we haven't gone on the air and talked about this yet. So I have a lot of want to say that bear. I'm going to digress for, for 30 seconds here, maybe a little more. Um, you know, a lot of folks, no, my father passed away. Uh, I've gotten hundreds of messages from people. And I just, again, I want to just thank everybody for the support and the love um, over the past uh, few weeks. Um, um, you know, I, I, I want to thank Jay, Jay Davis, who flew out from Texas to go to my dad's memorial. Um, and it was very much appreciated. By the way, Jay is now on the a very rare list there, just so you know. He's seen your wife. Got it. He's seen my wife, but he's met my mom. He's met my sister and he's met three of my four kids. So Jay has got, they do they do, they do exist. They do exist. Uh, so yes. Um, one of my kids could not make it unfortunately. And he's really up against graduation at app state. And, uh, but he was tuned in to a live stream we had going. So he was there in spirit, certainly. So, um, but yeah, so Jay met three or four of my kids. He met my, aunts he met my cousin uh so jay has gotten the access so but i he can confirm i am married so <laughs> so he's one of three people in the cigar industry who have met my wife i've uh, talked to mrs cooper on the phone i know she you ha- exists yes, I just, you I just talked, you've heard her voice met her. yeah but you had an email from her too but yeah um the, the and just the the rare list uh is john carney and nestor miranda are the three who've met my wife uh, I'm not counting retailers, local retailers. That's a different story. 
Uh, you know what? I'll say Scott Weeks. Scott Weeks should be on that list too. Forget I forget Scott Weeks. Sorry. So it's four, it's actually four. Yeah. So I wanted to again thank you to everybody on that. I just wanted to give a thank you and uh let everyone know those comments and likes and just kind words were were my family appreciated it as well. So thank you on that. Coop, if I may, I'd yeah. like to take a moment as well. So yeah. um you know, Coop, I've I've had the I've had the privilege of knowing you for a number of years now. Um both you know, on, you know, as an acquaintance on social media and, and now personally over, you know, a number of years that we've had the opportunity to work together. And, you know, I've, you know, I've had the privilege to have a lot of private conversations with you. Um, we've shared a lot um, yep. over the years, highs, lows, celebrations, and um, certainly moments like these. Yep. And, um. I know the last weeks have been incredibly difficult for you yep. uh, for a number of reasons. And um, it's, it's, it's very fitting that you mentioned, you know, everybody that, you know, reached out to you. And I think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, some divisiveness in the industry, but if, if you ever need proof of yeah. the power of the cigar industry and the love that's in this industry, it it's, it's what you've experienced in the last few weeks. And that has a lot to do with cigars, yes, but it mostly has to do with you. Uh, and the contribution that you've made to this industry, it, it, it more than impacts us as a, as, a, as a daily consumer of the media that you post on your website or the shows, the, the shows that you contribute to or are a part of or host or co-host. You're a part of our lives and you're an important part of our lives. And you mean a lot to us, some at different levels from people like me and Jay and Aaron and Ben and Aaron that are part of the Cigar Coop Coalition. We have the privilege of calling you a friend. But we just wanted to say we love you. We thank you. And as you say goodbye to your father, John, we want, to, we want you to know that our prayers are continuing to be with you and your family during this difficult time, but it's beautiful to see that you were able to give him a send-off worthy of the rich life that he had, and it's clear the impact that he's had on you because you lead a very, very rich life, and I want you to know that you have a lot of wealth in the friends that you've made and the impact that you've made in this industry. So thank you, Coop. And um, it means the world to me that I get to have these conversations with you live and private ones as well. Um, and I can't thank you enough for your friendship and allowing us to be a part of your life. So thank you. And thank you. Uh, my best to your family. Thank you as well. And I just want to make one other comment to close this out. Um, so bear and a lot of other people besides there were, were like ready to get on a plane to come to this thing, just so you know. So, and I kind of told them, Hey, you don't need to come. And I, I, you know, I just didn't want, I, I understood. And I appreciated that the thought was more than appreciated. It, it was a lot to, uh, to, to do that. Uh, Jay had already bought his plane tickets. <laughs> he, and he told me, like, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but I, you know, just, you know, it was appreciated. It wasn't like we were trying to exclude anyone. We just, you know, a lot of people have personal lives and stuff at home and, uh, we were actually a little worried about how this was even going to get pulled off um, for my dad. So, 
Um, I really got to thank my, my wife, Lisa, who pulled a lot of stuff together for the memorial and my sister, Michelle, um, who did a lot as well. So they, they were really, uh, I mean, uh, there was a, there's a tribute video that was done. Uh, we'll be publishing that if folks are interested in seeing it because I, I'm very concerned about like keeping my dad's legacy alive. Uh, the stories he got a very interesting life and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and so I really want him, I, I, I mean, he had a tough life towards the end. I'll just say that, but he, um, honestly, he lived a life. I think that a lot of us would just be amazed at. So, uh, he, you know, he's not gonna be forgotten my dad. Um, so again, thank you bear as well. It was very much, and a lot of other people, uh, numerous people that were world with it. So thank you. But let's get to some good news here. And this is our great things are happening segment. Um, and this is brought to you by Tobacco Area USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco Area USA, great things are happening here. Uh, so, Barry, uh, do you want me to kick this one off? Yeah, go ahead, Coop. All right. Um, this comes from the uh, Today Show page. And this is the story of a World War II veteran who lost everything in a fire and his neighbors are helping him rebuild. And, and this is, you know, when you talk about World War II veterans right now, you're talking about people who are in their 90s. OK, you think about that. And, and this this uh, this gentleman by the name of Paul Roberts was 94 years old and he lost his home in a fire and his community. As, and people in his neighborhood, people he didn't know, are basically helping him rebuild his home. And uh, the story was Paul Roberts, 94, escaped to safety, but he found himself without a place to live uh, when his house in Ship Bottom, New Jersey, burned down last month. And it took everything I had um, in the, that fire. It was devastating. Um, now, Roberts actually was uh, with the Marines in Nagasaki uh, when the atomic bomb dropped there. So, I mean, he, this guy, very big part of history. Uh, but his neighbor, wow. a retired firefighter by the name of Richard, Rich Obermeyer, um, and, uh, you know, he became close with the veteran. He did note it, uh, Paul. And uh, he basically spearheaded an effort to uh, re help him rebuild. They did a GoFundMe page, raised $137,000. And, oh, that's awesome. And it was people he didn't even know that did this. I mean, that was the money came from people he didn't even know. Um, and uh, I mean, it's just, um, you know, right now he's got a small apartment. Uh, he is considering rebuilding his home. He's not sure what he's going to do yet, but he's got the money to do so. And, uh, you know, he's had a very positive attitude right now. And he wrote at the end, he said at the end, he goes, I thought I had lived a charmed life, but I must have had a guardian angel. This is a great story. I mean, and again, we don't have a lot of World War II veterans left. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, to, to look at, again, someone who lived a very, got, you know, got very historical life, you know, was part of a major yeah. thing in history. Um, you, know, we, you know, God bless Paul Roberts, man. That's a, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. yeah. God bless Mr. Obermeyer for yeah, absolutely, that. Absolutely. And his daughter, Erin, also helped out. Erin's uh, a... Uh, Obermeyer as well so uh, not forgetting that either so oh well, that's a, that's a great story I thought that one was wonderful yeah. <laughs> I'm, this I'm, is tearing about I'm, tear I'm tearing up over here man this, yeah. I mean yeah I, I I think I mean as as our audience knows I'm, I have a huge soft spot for veterans it's a very passionate issue for me veterans affairs um 
my I'm a son of a veteran, and um, when I see a, a community take care of of someone who served their country, I mean these are people that they weren't alive, their parents weren't alive when this man served and defended our country, and for them to pitch in um, in his arguably his most arduous trial of his lifetime here in the twilight of it. Yeah, yeah that's that's beautiful. Wow, that's that's, that's yeah. really touching. Yeah. That's really touching. Yeah. You well, got a couple um, you got a couple tonight. I do have a couple. The theme yeah. tonight, so I'm there were there were some really great there were some really great stories this week um that I was looking through um that were just really really inspiring and I missed that one, Coop, so I'm really glad you shared it. This was on a Today Show page, so I don't know if it was on Good News, but this was on Today Show, yeah. Right. I I mean, like I've said to our audience a thousand times now, um, I I follow the goodnewsnetwork.org. I mean, if you ever want to feel like a lifted spirit, there's some fun stories, there's some inspiring stories, there's cool stories, and it's all all good news. It's all positive. It's all stuff that, you know, in a very small factor may have hit mainstream media, but it's it's stories that get passed over. You know, there's so much negativity, so much vileness that we talk about every week, and um, these are these are some really positive things. So my theme my theme today is children, and and it, it's it starts with uh, a nine year old um, who, as children do, they they observe they observe something, and you know as adults, Coop, I, I think you can empathize with this. There's a lot of times where we see something and we want to take action, but we don't know where to start. We don't know what to do. And for Ben Miller, nine-year-old boy of Boise, Ohio, it was a simple observation that he made when he visited his local humane society. And he went there with his grandmother and noticed that the cats, he had a real fast, I'm not a cat person, I'm a dog person, but he noticed that the cats didn't have any toys. And he thought that it was really unfair that the cats didn't have any toys to play with. So young Ben Miller gets together with his mom and says, I want to do something about it. So he does what every nine-year-old does, or at least I remember doing it at his age, but my, my quest was a lot less noble. I just wanted, the, I wanted money. <laughs> but right. He, right. Lemonade stand. A lemonade stand specifically with all proceeds going toward the Idaho Humane Society so that the cats could have toys. And he raised in one weekend, Coop, selling lemonade. I don't know how much he was selling it for, Let's sell in lemonade. He made one thousand one hundred and fifty. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So far, he's total. He's he's donated a total of just under two thousand total. But that first weekend, he made eleven hundred dollars. Man, I mean, that's just insane. Uh, yeah. Selling lemonade. Uh, this kid's got a future. He's got a future in philanthropy, but he's got a future, <laughs> man. This, I mean, what initiative? Um, what heart? Uh, it's it's terrific. The other story um, that I wanted to share, again, it has to do with children, but this is an, a little bit of an older child. This is a teenager. And this was in Australia, uh, uh, in the city of Newark, uh, Nottinghamshire, 15 years old. And uh, he was out, you know, doing things. And I guess, you know, he was helping clean up, a, a, you know, a local river or, you know, yeah, it was the river with him in Lincolnshire. And he was doing it with his dad, and they made a pretty cool discovery. Um, they found a safe 
a safe um, out of this, this, I mean, the, the picture that you'll share later, Coop, I mean, this, this I mean, I, I can't believe it. it's crazy. It's just, it was covered in just years and years of, of, you know, mud and dirt and other things down below the, the water and everything. And they pull it out and they discover $2,500 in, in Australian dollars. So it's about, it's roughly about $1,800 US, right? So, you know, a nice sum of money, like what a find, right? Well, there was enough information inside the safe in addition to this that they were able to track down the owner of the money. And it turns out that this person was robbed. Wow. He was robbed 22 years ago. And they were able to return this man's life savings it was amazing. back to him. Like, first of all, I mean, like, I mean, like 99 people out of a hundred, they find that they're like, this is really cool. I'm, I'm $1,800 richer, but no, this 15 year old and his father did some digging, got the information out of the safe, found out who the owner of the money was, which it's money, right? It's not like it's a possession. Right. And this, this man was robbed 22 years ago and they returned it to him. Wow. Look at this thing. Kids, though, how they pulled this out. Yeah. The picture is amazing. Children are incredible. They are. I love it. They really are. They definitely are. A, le- a lesson there, Coop, the heart of children, right? You know, exactly. Some, somewhere, somewhere along the way, I think we lose some of that. We do. We do. I totally agree. Lemonade stand. Yep. Those are two good, <laughs> two good themes there. Love yep. it. Yep. We went the opposite ends of the spectrum, kids and uh, senior citizens. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So that was our uh, great things are happening uh, here segment sponsored by Tobacco USA. Uh, I'll do the Michaels read if you want. Go ahead. All right. Well, I mentioned Michaels Tobacco with. Just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in New York, just a quick jaunt from the DFW airport and Keller, Texas, Michael's Tobacco stands as a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its list of ever-growing accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and has now made Michael's a family affair by having his son Bob join the ownership force. Uh, they have assembled, quote, the greatest cigar team in the cigar retail business, unquote, and built some of the finest relationships with the industry's most respected individuals. They have enlisted a staff that collectively boasts over 100 years industry experience. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay for their respected communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, hole-in-one, or just a desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect cigar waiting with an exquisite beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details and a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas hospitality in the days of yore. I have a couple of ancillaries for this, just on Michael's. Uh, first up, uh, today I met one of your f- former co-workers for the first time, Austin. Yeah. He was doing a McAuliffe event uh, over at the cigar shop, uh, and Al McAuliffe was in town. And uh, a great meet in Austin. Uh, by the way, those guys did a hell of a job at the event. They were working the humidor really hard. Uh, I got to try the A. The little, uh, the little, uh, the little A. Oh, I'll so, let you on. In, in yeah, yeah. Stuff. He hooked me up good. I already smoked one. Really good. 
so this is kind of the, they give these out. I think the, re uh, the, the reps only give these out, so they don't sell this size. So I want to thank, uh, they were great. Though. They were a great event. Um, so good job by Austin. So it was great meeting him. We sent you a couple pictures, I think, today. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing I just want to mention about Michael, it looks like they're getting back into event mode. I think you guys have a big event coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, got to hand it to uh, Brandon Payne, uh, who's uh, the new general manager of the company um, after Tracy Spence, after almost two decades of working at Michael's, even prior to when it was Michael's and before the Peacock family uh, took it over. Um, you know, he, he left to pursue other opportunities uh, and create his own brokerage. So hats off to, to, to Tracy, but hats off to Brandon. He's been really putting together some fantastic events um they recently had um you know they've they've well they've been doing a lot and uh they've uh, they've got a drew estate event coming up they've also done some work with uh with uh, jre and uh, uh next month uh, as well uh topic tonight uh, nick perdomo will be at michael's tobacco of Eulis, so yep. some good some good times there yeah um and uh, I'll, I'll be sure to try and get out and see nick um and smoke some fantastic cigars like we're smoking tonight. Yeah, I light yeah. up the I lit up the Immenso, by the way, after I finished up the double age. I just finished um, my uh, Menso, yeah. Uh but um Brandon's been doing an incredible job with events and um and he uh he's taken a page out of uh our good friend Dave Garofalo's book on some of these things. So or several pages. Yeah, I, I I've been noticing, like I said, the events seem like they're getting back into the swing which is really good because I think Michael's has been known for its events over the years. So I wanted to kind of, you know, mention that it looks like things are really firing up there, which is great news. Uh, if you're in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So definitely check that out. Um, also just a final note, uh, Aganorsa leaf. Uh, we're running actually, you know, we run our Aganorsa experience monthly kind of uh, promotion. And uh, if you go to the sidebar this month, uh, it will take you to a video where you will see the new rebranded core line, a, a preview of that, the La Baladacion line, which is going to be their new, uh, <coughs> excuse me, rebranded core line. So you get a good look at the packaging and everything. Uh, and that will be their Connecticut, their Habano, uh, their Corojo and Maduro line. So uh They'll be unveiling that over the next few weeks for sure, but you get a sneak preview of that if you go to our sidebar. Nice. And I hit the cough button for a second. The Diet Coke button, the Diet Coke break. That was not, I'm not smoking yet, so I put my cigar down. So anyway, okay, so let's get to our final topic tonight. Um, actually, uh, actually, I got one, one note. Uh, congratulations to the Boston Celtics, by the way. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned, uh, I guess this is Bear, this is a good team. This is the team I'm telling you they can go to the finals for sure. They, they definitely could. Uh, the Sixers may not get out of the first round at this point. So, um, but I think, I think they, you know, Middleton out for the Bucks, man, you guys, and you're going to have home court. What a great job that team's done this year. It's great to see the Celtics back in contention. Um, so I think it's, I still think it's going to come down to Boston and Miami. Uh, Miami's not a team to be taken lightly either. So watch no. that. Yeah. Watch no, that. Uh, no, not at all. Like, I, no. And, and it was really great group. You know, you put out those predictions and I know you, you take your predictions pretty seriously, but this one, this one was a little bit more lighthearted 
uh you even mentioned that like this was just you know you did it for fun and, and yeah. when you when you uh gave it got us out of the first round i was i was i was shocked i this season the way it started it ended up being a very successful season but this was a tale of two halves i've never been a fan of a, a team that plays it doesn't matter even which half i know we talk about catching lightning in a bottle you as a giants fan know all about that you know you got to get hot at the right time uh the Celtics certainly are, are playing at that kind of level, which is great. But I mean, early in the season, I mean, it was just miserable to watch the Celtics. It was terrible. Um, yeah. It was very frustrating, kind of like the Red Sox right now. We can't, we can't fucking close one out. We lost another close one tonight. Um, but um, the Celtics um, were, I was just, I was incredibly pleased for, for a team like this without, like we have some great stars, you know, Tatum, Brown, I mean, we've got some fantastic, amazing players and they play incredibly well together, um, which was proven, you know, for us to beat a team with Durant, um, Kevin Durant on it, I, I, and to say nothing of the other stars that make up the Brooklyn Nets, I, I mean, just insane to me. If you had told me, uh, you know, earlier this season that we would be beating Kevin Durant in the playoffs, I, I would have, I would have laughed at you. Um, it's, it's, this is incredible uh, to yeah. watch. I mean, I, 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 we can lose the next round and I'm totally happy um, because yeah. I, I just couldn't believe we got out of the first round and to sweep a sweep. Nonetheless, yeah. it was crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. Look in your coach, Udoka, um, he was with the Sixers staff uh, when Brett Brown got fired, he was being considered for the Sixers job. Now, don't get me wrong. Despite what Alan Rubin says, uh, I am very happy with Doc Rivers. I'm not putting this on Doc Rivers at all. I'm putting it on these guys who are making so much money that they cannot, uh, you know, perform in the playoffs. So lose two games to the Raptors the way they have is embarrassing. But Udoka is a very good coach, and I think uh, he got his opportunity. Uh, and I bet the Nets. The, he went to the Nets after um, the Sixers, and I bet the Nets. The Nets are absolutely getting destroyed. I've never seen Brooklyn Nets on the front pages on, or the top sports story, maybe in about 20 years since they went to the finals. Um, but they are getting destroyed in New York right now. Uh, and I don't think Steve Nash, uh, he's getting ripped. So, um, but let's give Boston credit. They, they swept that team, uh, which is supposed to be a team. A lot of people thought was going to the finals uh, and they've had a disappointing year all around, but Udoka has done a great job. Uh, and I think you guys got to coach for the next five to 10 years. So, uh, what a job he's done. I think I got to give the Celtics a lot of credit on this. So, um, you know, I was, I was a huge, huge, uh, Brad Stevens fan. You I know, am too. I like Brad. Yeah. And I, yeah, still am. Like I say, if like I, I was like, I, I wasn't anymore, but like, you know, I had a lot of doubts about him. I, you know, I watched him at Butler and I thought he was a fantastic coach there. And then when he was hired by us, I was like, Oh God, I don't know how this is going to work. And he ended up being incredible. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the teams that he managed. Like he never could, you know, get in, get too far in the playoffs with it. But I, again, it's, you know, with these, with all these teams that are just stacked, with superstars, it's it's yeah. really hard uh, to it, it's really hard to win an NBA yeah. championship. It, it, it is really very is. it is very hard. The Sixers are finding this out too, and uh, uh, so I mean, uh, to give Alan Rubin some credit, he's telling me to calm down about the Sixers. Uh, he doesn't think it's over. I think it's over. I think we're gonna lose this series. So uh, I don't like the way we we played so bad the last two games. Uh, 
So I wish the Celtics good luck. I think it's a great story. And it's great to see Boston fans come out again. The Celtic fans are back. All right. Hey, let's get to CRA here. All right. Um, so I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Uh, we've been, we, we did take a couple weeks off with shows on all across the board, uh, with the exception of KMA. So I did talk about a little of this on KMA. But you and I have not talked about this, this CRA controversy that's going on right now. So I want to preface something, and I think I'm going to speak for both of us. Bear and I are supporters of the CRA, and we will continue to be supporters of the CRA. I'm a lifetime member. Well, I, yeah, proud of it. And yeah. proud, and proud I, I'm of not it. a lifetime member. I'm an annual member, and I, I am not changing that part of it, is what I'll say right now. I still plan on continuing that. Right? So I want to make this clear that I, I want to pre- – because I heard some talk on some other shows that, like, maybe this is not a good thing to talk about, right, that CRA has had a, blund- had a big blunder. And I, I disagree with that a lot. Um, out of due respect, because I do think when there's a problem, you have to bring attention to it. Otherwise, the problem will fester. Right. But this is not us saying we're not telling we're not we're not declaring mutiny on the CRA. Uh, Jose Blanco says it best. Last line of defense. But this this there is a controversy. Um, this controversy over the I think it's not the meme that's the controversy. I think people are missing missing the boat on that. Um, and I want to talk about that tonight because I think there's a problem. So Bear, what was your reaction when that meme came to that meme story? I, I know I, I, I think I pinged you about it that the morning I, the morning after I was in Nashville yeah. that week. So, so, you know, Justin Andrews is in the chat. He said it was a meme relaxed and, and, it's and, not the meme. It's a problem, Justin. That's the that's what we're gonna get at. The meme and, is not the problem. If you think the meme's the problem, then you're missing the boat. I don't think the meme's the problem. The meme's um, not the I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing the boat or not. But the my re- my initial reaction to it was one on the 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 negative side of. I I just I just I I thought it was I thought it, I thought it was just an an alienating. A comment to put forward and yeah i mean yes it had some comedic relief to it and that's fine and you you know you can laugh at it and i'm not gonna i'm not if you laughed at it i'm not gonna give you i'm not gonna shoot any judgment at you it was clever right you know um but at the same time you you have to look at what the cra is supposed to represent and cra is a organization that is supposed to raise is supposed to educate raise awareness and most of all, defend this industry uh, during a very, very tumultuous time with, you know, deeming regulations. And yes, we've we've achieved some great victories. And CRA and PCA and CAA are a huge part of that. And so I think it's important to recognize their achievement and achievements and and the, the good work that they have done. And they've they've done good work. Let's make that. Clear. They've they, done good work. They they've done, done good work. And. But, not great work, but good work. I mean, you've yes. always said that. Yeah, I've always said that. Not great, but good. Yeah. Um, but the the meme isn't the problem. Like you said, the my reaction to it. Yeah, was again, I reacted negatively to yeah. it um, because I, I just I found it. You know, I, I didn't necessarily find it clever. I thought it was alienating and I thought it was, um, you know, 
borderline offensive is a little extreme um, because again, it's just, it, 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 it's a meme. They're meant to be funny. They're meant to be clever and snide and snarky or, or whatever. So it, it, it's not the problem. What I've, what I've have a problem with is this is just a footnote in a long list of social engagement that CRA has portrayed on social media of not of education, not of, you know, awareness, not of political advocation, not any of the things that exist in the mission statement of CRA and what it represents and what it's supposed to be doing for us. You know, as a lifetime member of CRA, and I'm proud to be a lifetime member of CRA, I still am a proud member of CRA. It's important to me to support the organization because of what it, the good work that it has done and is continuing to do and will continue to do. My problem with it is that it's a real lack of awareness, social awareness of what its mission statement seems to be. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that the people that are running the social media page or running CRA don't understand their mission. I know very well that they do. And again, they execute, they execute it. They execute it. But again, it's about what you portray and the images and the posts that are being put on social media. Like there's a long string of like cigars being featured and that's great. That's cool. But there, there's nothing to be said about the, education about what these cigars are who makes them why they're important why you know the industry has you know it's important it's it's doing nothing for the mission statement of what cra is supposed to be and and it's that's my problem that's that's my problem is they're lacking their their lack of social awareness and this is a really long-winded answer to my reaction coup but that's what it was yeah is it it's just it's that's that's the problem I have with it is the lack of social awareness of what they're portraying and what they're putting out. You know, I'll, I'll, I have a couple more comments, Coop, but I want to get your reaction to it. So go, okay. go ahead. Okay, so if you look at the screen here, when this meme came out, I went and looked at the CRA's uh, Instagram page, and this is what I saw on the CRA's Instagram page. Now, these have been pulled down since then, okay? There's nothing offensive with, with most of these things here. Right? The Mark Twain thing, cigars are healthy. All right, you know, there's nothing offensive. But the question comes, are the, is that how CRA, why is time and resources even being put into this, right? And that's a problem for me because um, I, that's not what they should be doing. They, I, they need to have a social media page. First of all, that's, that's very clear, right? Um, but that's not, they, that's not what they should be doing. Now, you pointed out that since then, they are, um, they are, um, <clears throat> there's been pictures of cigars. I don't need pictures of, of your daily smokes on there. What I need, let me kind of just share the PCA's page for a second, because I think that's the important thing, right? And I want to show what PCA is doing and, and how they are using social media much better. Okay. And I'm going to bring up this Instagram page. And again, is this is what they're doing. You notice these are all things that, okay, there's things that promoting the show. 
They're reminding people about memberships. Um, look here, Delaware House Committee advances premium tax coverage. That's what we need to say here. Now, I get you may say, well, why is there a picture of two people? That's because they're promoting. The well, show, there, right? but no, but there's there's some fun, look. There's like we're not saying that like you can't have, have fun, fun with your but, social media. Like there, like there's there's pictures of people enjoying cigars yeah. in the community. There's one of Winston Churchill right. and, and, and what he represents yeah. to the industry too. Like, look at, look at like, like this. Pre- this is what I need to say. Like premium. This is look how cl- great job they've done with this, by the way. And we beat the PCA up a lot. Okay. But look at, look at how clear this is. Okay. Look at how they're using their page. Okay. To promote these types of things. Where is this stuff on the CRA? It's not on the CRA page. That I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've had a, a more of a problem with this is like, I don't think this is difficult. Now I got to put this, I put this on the leadership. All right. I put this totally on the leadership. They don't have a strategy. This is, I'm going to just pull up the, I'm going to pull up what's on the piece, uh, the, CRA no, the, the last, the last eight page, the last eight posts on the CRA page are okay. of cigars. And if, if, listen, if I'm, if I have no idea what cigar rights of America is, and I wander onto their Instagram page, I think they're, I think they're reviewing, or I think they're selling cigars um, That's or featuring it. a, featuring a cigar, which featuring a cigar isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not uh, a poor, it's, it's not like the worst decision ever, Yeah. but it, it's not telling me anything about advocacy. It's not telling me anything about what's going on in the industry. It's not telling me anything about what's going on right. with the state of the, the state of uh, uh, the issues. And cause there's still a lot of battles that are being waged and, and there's, there's, there's nothing of the sort on this page. And that's, no, and that's, that goes back to my problem with it. Yeah. Like there, there's a, there's a, they did a post on Guy Fieri, which again, I think that, that, that I, was, I have no problem with that. I, so that's, no, that's a, no, that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a yeah. big, that's a big thing. Yeah. Because of we we've, we talked about it before on the show, like the what guy represents um, as a as an advocate and an ambassador for uh, the cigar industry, um, it's 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 amazing. Um, and what he's what he's done yeah. in a very short time as being a part of it is 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 huge. So I think I think that story is you know in that yeah. post that definitely has substance to it. Right, but yeah, I would expect your social media strategy to align with your mission statement. And like I said, if you want to put a Guy Fieri post up there, if you want to put an occasional cigar picture up there, <clears throat> but where, like I just showed an example of how PCA is doing a great job, I think, with their social media. I think they're doing, you know, they're doing a great job. They got their social media down now and, and you know, they've had their issues. We, we get that. Um, and you're a trade association. Um, look, Here's here, Siri. Here's an here's an idea. There are a lot of we we always you know there's lately media and the influences have had this little bit of uh, contention, right? But guess what? There's some great influences out there where you can promote their pages and say you know go check out like Cigar Vixen, right? Uh, even Cigar Prop, like guys like that, you know, where they're, where they're showcasing that stuff and 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 you know, and I think they do a good job at. This is not, you don't need to do this, Siri. You don't need to be a, uh, an Instagram page or a Facebook group. You need to be, um, you need to be focusing on the advocacy. And I look, I give CRA credit. They pull down some of the memes, right? It's not enough of what I've seen right now. I need, I need to see what, I, I actually did get a call from CRA, but uh, I could not have a conversation last week with everything going on. I will be calling them up to have a discussion because someone did call me from CRA. 
So um, I do want to have a discussion with them on that. Uh, but again, this isn't a purpose of trying to beat the CRA up, right? They have some incredible people on that board, right? Mm -hmm. And they have the they have the people there to make this happen. Make it happen. This it, 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 it's a no brainer here. Just look at what your your fellow trade associations doing on the PCA end of things. And and do it. I mean, this is just as this is a layup. This is this is a if anything, it's a you want to look at the meme as a wake up. The fact that people are arguing about the meme is fine, but that's not the issue here. I get it. They put a meme up, they shouldn't have they pulled it down. That's that's not what I'm dwelling on. I just showed examples of what you need to, what you what the CRA needs to do on that. Yeah. I just gave you, I just gave them the answer what needs to be done. Yeah, and, and, you know, Justin Andrews is in the chat and obviously in a disagreement with our position on this. I'd love to have a conversation. I'd love to have a conversation with, with Justin sure on this. Because, yeah. Because, I, because are you kidding? Like, okay, so this is what my money is going to go to every month to do something that's already being done. I don't need them. They need to be focusing on advocacy. And if you're not focusing on advocacy, what is the point? I vehemently disagree with Justin on that one. And I, you know, I love Justin, but I disagree. No. I mean, and, and, and Justin's a huge advocate for this industry. Oh, and, and I'm not saying he and, isn't. And I'm not and, saying he's a great advocate. I know you're not saying, I know you're not saying. Yeah, that. yeah. So, but, and, but he, he has a point that none of, none of this is compromised by posting a funny meme or posting these things. And I, I, I disagree because I think. Why we can't, why can't we get people to sign a petition? You want to know why we can't get people to sign a petition? Here's why. And here's the thing. PCA doesn't cater to the consumer. CRA, your job is to communicate to the consumer. And, you know, we talked about the NASM, the NASM meeting. They didn't promote that to their, to their constituents. Like, hey, there's this, 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 you know, the only person who had the NASM, the link to the NASM live stream was Half Wheel. And probably the Half Wheel for having that, right? I didn't even have it, right? I would have promoted it. You know, and like I said, I, I, my goal here is I, I want to see CRA just kind of make a few, I called it a few small repairs. This is not something that's broken. I do think they need to address their leadership issue. I really do. Uh, I think it's showing that they don't have an executive director here. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, Coop. I, like you said, there's some great people involved with CRA, and there is some fantastic leadership there. So I don't necessarily agree with that. It's necessarily a leadership issue. I think it's I think it's an empowerment issue. All right. Um, and I think it's about appointing, you know, we, we just had a great conversation about empowering people, right? Empowering people, yeah. With, with Arthur. And so it's, it's about empowering the right people and, and giving them the tools yeah. to, to succeed with this. Yeah. And, and, and whoever, whoever's running the social media page for CRA, I, I'm not trying to belittle. Or, no, we're not. We're not. And I don't or, think, I'm not or, calling for the guy's head either, by the way. Who did this. It, no, it, that's exactly my point. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to belittle you or, or, or anything like that. That's not, that's not my point either. Um, but w w what I'm saying is that it's an, it's an empowerment issue in the sense of like, we should give the person the tools and, and, and here, I mean, here's, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you want another nitpick, I'm sure this is going to get people right off the rails too. the, the quality of the photos, man. Like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm like, take, there were some mine. There were some mine. <laughs> taking, taking pictures of, of cigars and cellophane. And that's, that's your social engagement. Like, like. Like, I mean, everyone teases me about the selfies that I take and, right. you know, stuff like that. But I mean, 
you know, you want to talk about false equivalents, but that's, that's, that's another thing. But like, I mean, there's just, they, they can, they can do better and I know they can do better and I know they're capable of doing better and being better. And that's, 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 that's my problem with it ultimately is. Yeah. I just, I just think I, I just want people to be better and, and I want people to know and we know they can be better. That's what's frustrating about this. We know they can be better. Yeah, and if if you know my expectation of you know my high expectation of 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 a group that I vehemently am passionate about and and uh, support uh, feel you know seems misguided, um, I apologize, but it it is my opinion, and yeah. I, I feel like they, we're I feel not like trying to take can... CRA down. That's what I want to make this very clear. We we are. <clears throat> I will still encourage people to join CRA. However, I've encouraged people to join CRA who've seen this now. And have said stuff to me. So I'm just telling you, they, you know, they've said this. And if anything, that you know, the meme kind of called a lot of attention. So like, like, you know, you're asking me to, to, to do this. This is what are they, you know, ultimately it's still is time and resources that are being put into this. I don't think someone's doing this for free. So I mean, I want to, like I said, I want to see them get better. Now, actually, you know, and I'll bring up this other point, though. And Matt Tobacco brought this up in his article. I do feel like I don't I don't feel like I'm getting as a media outlet. We're getting the support from CRA from a media standpoint. The only publication I ever see them promote is, is Scarfish. Now, Matt's not wrong on that. It's time to start embracing a lot of the people that you have in here who are advocating for you guys as well. And I want to see that improved. And that is, that is not happening right now. I mean, we don't, media doesn't get anything on the CRA. We don't get anything on the CRA packs that go out, right, to promote those. Maybe, maybe they feel like they don't need to promote them because they sell. But you know what? Why aren't we calling more awareness to that stuff? Why aren't we getting, why aren't the media getting that stuff uh, when, they're, when they're released? They, they just, you know, again, I think, because you get, for example, Bear, those CRA packs, I'll say this. Series really upped the game in the last few years on what they're, that's something oh, they're doing yeah. very, the cigars you get in there are like great cigars you're getting and limited stuff you're getting. I mean, this is all cool stuff you're getting in there. Why wouldn't you be promoting that? Hey, this is a you, you do this by the way, you, you're giving a donation to CRA, it's going right to the CRA, right? And then, you know, if you kind of just do some good advocacy, then that you feel even better that that stuff's going to advocacy right now. But uh, I mean, again, it may sound me we sound like we're trying to fish it out, but I'm sorry, there are a lot of good media sites that are promoting that. Now, you know, when Glenn Loop was there, we didn't have Glenn Loop was was working. Right. Anytime we asked Glenn to come on a show, he came on a show, and um, I'm sure we're gonna have Josh and Glenn on to talk more about like what they're doing. But you know, like I said, I, I see a big difference in what I see on the PCA side right now, and I, and I can I want to call attention to how good a job they're doing with that right. I, I really do. They've mm. improved vastly and they should get credit on that. That's what people should be, you know, I like to see CRA doing the same golden work right now. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, they, the, the PCA's improvement on, on the same issues that we're talking about over the last few months and couple of years has been pretty, pretty drastic. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I definitely, I think we did, we definitely should applaud that. Um, yeah, we really to, should. But to, to go back to the the subject of CRA, I think it's like I said, like 
you said a moment ago, I think it's more important for not, us not to just simply sit here and say, we're not tearing the CRA down. Right. I heard comments I, I, made on that by other shows, by the way. So I want to make that clear. And, right. I, and I understand why they're saying it. I'm not picking on them. That's why I'm not name calling out here. There were a couple that said it and I'm like, okay, but I think you kind of, there's a, there's reasons why we feel we need to bring this to attention right now. Yeah. But more, more importantly, I, it, it's funny because, you know, like we're, we're, we're saying one thing, but I, I will say this in, in, in a counterpoint to all of it. Um, if someone asked me, well, Bear, you know, should I still join CRA? Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's why I'm saying the same thing. Please and, join. Because we could talk about they have done some good stuff with lobbying and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so they have done good work with that. So, yeah, don't don't let it, But this is still not good. I mean, you could probably I think I can make an argument. Maybe it's turning some people off. You know, who may join it. You know, maybe there's not a lifetime. member. Look, don't cancel your CRA membership over. Please don't. Please, can, If you're not a lifetime member, please continue to join the CRA. Uh, like Jose said, they're the last line of defense. Did we say everything that needed to be said on this? I'm, I mean, I made my points. I made mine too. Yeah, support the CRA, but come on, guys, get get this together. I want to see a I want to see a plan of action before the trade show this year. Yeah, and I want to see the other thing is, by the way, this came up on Abe show. There was no one at that CRA table at the at the Great Smoke, and that was and and I, and that was wrong. That, that there should have been someone out there working that table at that event. Abe gives them the table for free. You know, it's one less manufacturer he can bring in for that. He gave them that for free, and there was no one there. And Abe noticed it too. It wasn't just us who, when we were all standing, remember we were all standing, we looked at the CRA booth. Yeah, we were just, we were having a conversation with, uh, with, uh, with Alec, Alec yeah, Rubin, with Alec. and we turned around and we're like, Where's nobody's manning the booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got some things they got to fix, you know. CRA's job's not there to um, <clears throat> mingle. You mingle at your table. People will come up to you, let people come up to your table. And look, you and I went to the Great Smoke. There's a lot of new consumers at that, t- at that event. We just talked about this with Arthur. So. 100%. Yeah, join the CRA, but guys, pay more. Push back on the CRA on this too, saying we want to see more advocacy. So if more people say something about it, something will happen. All right. I think, Bear, we're at the end of the show. I think so. All right. Um, so I want to give a couple of programming notes on um, Coop. Um, Primetime is going to be tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a Wednesday show. Uh, we have Eric Bay of Black Star Line Cigars as our guest. Oh, doing- man, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we got Eric. Eric's going to be coming on. Uh, first time guest. I've met him. He's a great guy. I think he's doing some really good stuff. Um, so, yeah. And then Thursday, I'm supposed to do the draft show with Hector and Jack. I haven't, I hope that's happening. So I'm assuming it is. So, uh, cause I move, I, we moved the show. So I, so I can do that Thursday show. Cause I didn't want to skip three weeks of primetime. We already skipped two weeks with everything going on with me. So primetime and then primetime's back in, um, primetime's back on Thursdays. The following week we have two big guests coming up. Um, we have, so it's 225 tomorrow, Eric Bay, 226 back to Thursday nights on May 5th. 
we have um, Alex Venson on. Um, really, Alex is a great guy, and he's got a lot of history in this business with Cigar.com and CI. And then on May 12th, Jeff Forshowitz is back. I will be doing that show in Orlando. So uh, we have some big shows. Um, and then I just want to make sure I got the dates right. Did I say the 5th? Uh, yeah, the 5th is, and then, yeah, the 12th is Jeff Borchers. And then we have Nick Perdomo uh, coming back. Nick Perdomo was actually supposed to be on tonight, just so you know. Uh, but he did have a, a personal uh, commitment. And uh, so, you know, we were really glad to get Arthur and Nick offered to come back on the uh, the 10th for that. So um, all good. All good with that. So, yeah, we have, so, yeah, that will be the next special edition. So you want to stay tuned on that. And then there will be a jukebox show next Monday. Uh, jukebox episode 70. We will be previewing our 90s madness final four. So we have uh, Surgeon, Hector, Dave, and myself. So we'll be recording that over the weekend. And that show will air on Monday. So a lot of stuff. Happened. We're back in the groove on primetime after uh, a couple, a short hiatus I had to take with personal stuff going on. So, um, Stay tuned. A lot of stuff happening as well. Anything else, Bear? Yeah, just a couple of programming notes as well yep. for uh, LLC Fumar Takes. Uh, we've, uh, we just had a, a wonderful show. It was our, our 207th take with um, uh, Karen Berger and Brian Diggins, uh, Don Kiki Scars and K by Karen Berger. Um, I was really looking forward to the interview. Uh, we got started a little bit late because of some technical difficulties. That's on me. Um, but um, it was a really great conversation. Uh, Karen is such a bright light in this industry and uh, the legacy that she has uh, continued uh, from her with her uh, and carried on from her late husband it has, has just been remarkable. I think uh, she's taken it to a level that he uh, is obviously smiling down on. Uh, and just with, with, with great joy. And it, it's clear that she's, and she made it clear, uh, she's not going anywhere. So check out that interview. Uh, you can check it out on LLS from our Facebook page or download, uh, you know, download it wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, this week, uh, got another boutique brand uh, uh, owner that I'm pleased to have returned. It's been a while since I've, uh, since I've had him, uh, but uh, Chicago's own, uh, Patino's own, Patina's own, uh, Mo Molly. Oh, good. Uh, will be will be joining me on on uh, Sunday. We've got a couple other guests lined up. Uh, Glenn Case is confirmed for May. Um, Bradley Ruman uh, to kick off the month of June. Um, so we've got some great shows coming up and some other announcements as well. But uh, really excited to to have some great returning folks um, uh, on the show uh, after um, a couple of first time guests in the last few weeks. We had Karen Nick Labretti of JR Cigars. Howard Gums of Howard G Cigars, uh, which was a great conversation. Um, and uh, and it's just been, it's been a great couple of months. We've had some fantastic conversations. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, and we got some stuff. <clears throat> we were got a show lined up in June on special edition as well. So, uh, and then we're going to be doing the big, uh, the, four, the four weeks of um, PCA preview shows in June as well. So uh, we, we have a full slate of stuff. Um, uh, in fact, we have one more open date, I think, before the trade show and special edition. So, I mean, we're, we have stuff going on, which is good. So a lot of stuff happening. Like I said, uh, we did have to take a couple of weeks off on the primetime network. I needed the break, too. I got to be honest with you. 
So, uh, so yeah, you'll start seeing everything get back to normal now. Uh, following the Wednesday show tomorrow. So, all right. I want to thank uh, our audience. Thank you to Arthur Kemper as well and everyone at Perdomo. Barrett, thank you as well. It's my pleasure, Coop. And that's going to wrap up Primetime Special Edition 119 is the Annals of History for uh, Tuesday, April 26th. Now, Wednesday, April 27th on the East Coast. We'll see everybody next time. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>